Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Boom! Shalak, lock, boom. Shake, shake the room. Uh, <laughs> wow. Whoa, look at this guy. <laughs> Tony must be on some MCP tonight. Man. That's it, I'm spent. And that, was, that was it, he's done. <laughs> We want to thank Tony for joining us tonight on the podcast. We will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Episode 304 of the Bad Boys Podcast. We're about to randomly rant on all things movies and vacation trips. And we've got a bunch of extras. And we're going to go through the Amazon review game again. I just remembered. Mm. And uh, really quick, there was some, someone posted – my sister posted on our Facebook page that Tucker and Dale 2 is a go. It's in development. Oh, there you I'm, go. We all enjoyed uh, the first one. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the wacky adventures of Tucker and Dale back at back again. So, I just remember it was kind of like, like a live cartoon where, like, the, the way people were dying, you know, very accidental, almost Three Stooges like. I, I, got a, I love that. I got a kick out of that. So, so that's cool. So thank you. Thanks for posting that. We love that. Anyone yeah, that's good. post anything, you guys? I mean, we. I mean, I know I do. Like follow movie news, like religiously on Twitter, Facebook all the time. But if you see something new, you know, you want to think, uh, we'll find it interesting. Go ahead and post it on our on our page. Tweet at us. Retweet us. Poke us. Snapchat us. Instagram us. What else is there? None of which we have. That's <laughs> all that good stuff. But uh, man, what is going on, fellas? What is happening? Just hanging out. Just uh, another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. I am your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Boom, boom, shake the room, apparently. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me as always. Your majorly jet-lagged co-host, Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. I thought you'd have an accent with us, man. No, but I might might start saying uh, uh, grazie, grazie to everybody and everything and... Yeah, Grazzi, Grazzi. I don't even think he's pronouncing that right. No, I'm probably not. <laughs> okay, so not only are you racist to Mexicans, now you're racist to Italians as well. Well, ironically, just wait till I get to my weekend. Oh boy, <laughs> oh, what a cliffhanger! <laughs> and the man that makes it all possible, um, Tony, aka MCP, who doesn't sound tired at all. No, I get plenty all. of sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Okay, so let's yeah, let's get it cracking because we have a jam packed episode tonight. Um I don't know where should we start. Um like I said, Harley's got a couple of reviews. I got a bunch of reviews. We got a lot of extras. Yeah. And, you were um, on a plane flying somewhere. Yeah. And uh but I'm thinking yeah, I don't know how you guys want to do this. Um it's crazy I mean, I'm, I'm down for whatever. You guys want to just bang out movie reviews and then because like the ho- the homework and extra credit you guys saw, but I didn't. So, um, yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm down. What do you think, uh, MCP? I'm I'm not. <laughs> you're, you're not. I have no. I have. I have. I have only the homework and extra credit and no oh. extras. Gotcha. So we'll let MCP take a nap while Harley takes you want me to view these extras. You want me to do that? Go ahead. Okay, well, actually, give me a second here because oh. I'm going to look them up. 
Your first one was a Daft Punk documentary. Yeah, well, I want to pull them all up because I'm going to review them all in one contiguous. Contiguous, huh? Contiguous, I don't know if that's the Grazie. Grazie, grazie, grazie. <laughs> well, they, they, everybody there says it like twice. They say it oh, back to back. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. funny. You, that? you had that. I, I was busting out a French accent all, all at work. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a guy that works with us. His name is Jacques Saint-Jacques. And uh, I don't know, just randomly. He reminds me. Okay, so we just watched The Professional, you know? So maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks like him. kind of reminds me of him. Mm. So, um, like, like my buddy Jeff would call me and I start talking and he's like, he was like, hey, just to let you know the, the boss man is right, he's right around. Like, he might just show up at your job, so be careful. I was like, sacre bleu? Is he coming to my job? Is he going to sneak up on me? And I don't know why I just started doing that bad fucking year. Pots, you you just like, got clicked. Yeah. You oh, heard the noise, baby. So you just got clicked. <laughs> I, I think it's, um, it's uh, it's a good sign when you get clicked. I think you know, see you're doing your job, you're doing something yeah. funny. Chippy's paying attention, so he heard something he likes, and uh, you know, make a sounder. I think you, you you've done good for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're still looking. Mm-hmm. Trying to buy you some time, baby. Come on. Now. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right. So I watched. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, flights to Europe. They take a long time. <laughs> so, uh, but one of the nice things is they put tablets in the back of all the seats in front of you. And excuse me, they don't just have one or two movies on these tablets. They have like a hundred. Oh shit! And, you and they were playing movies. They were playing brand new movies that haven't come out on Blu-ray. Uh, Star Wars was out. Nice. And every goddamn chair in front of me was watching it. <laughs> I mean, everybody and their mom was watching it. I, di- I didn't watch it because I wanted right. to wait till I can watch it on the big screen, on the big stereo. And you I just seen it? No, wait. I saw it in the theater, of course. Yeah, yeah. What? But so do you have to? Is like a rental kind of deal? No, no, no. It's free. You literally, oh. yeah. It's really they're really smart because everybody ends up watching it. Yeah. And so the planes whisper quiet, and people for the most part are distracted and they kind of just stick to themselves. They don't, they're not, they don't, you know, they're not too antsy and they just kind of sit there and, you know, you want to get somebody like, like chill out, just give them unlimited movies to watch. Like Creed was on there. A lot of people were watching Creed. Yeah. Um, so what are you just creeping on people? Just looking what they're looking at? Well, I'm so tall, you know, and I can just see <laughs> everybody's that fucking image is cracking me up. <laughs> Your fucking giraffe ass and fucking neck just looking at everybody like, you, a, like a periscope. <laughs> you got no, <laughs> you got no idea how funny I looked in these fucking flights. So I'll yeah, talk how, about that how, later. Yeah, leg room too. Probably no leg room. There's none. There's oh, no leg room whatsoever. now. Oh, you got no idea. <laughs> if if you suffer from anxiety, don't fly Oof. across across. Long, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's yeah it's torturous. So, anyways, um, so I ended up watching a bunch of movies. So um, I didn't watch like a ton of like big action flicks, uh, just because I didn't want to like I, I don't know I'm not into watching big movies on little screens. So um, so I'll go through. I saw one, two, three, four, five, five movies. Um, two of them were basically documentaries. I'll start with those. Um, I'll start with the one that I I liked the least, and that was 
Back in Time. So oh. last year, uh, I think it's in celebration like the 50th year anniversary or something like that, or 30 years. Yeah. Um, they did this documentary on Back to the Future. But here's the catch. They didn't really do it on the movies so mm-hmm. much. This isn't like a making of documentary. Um, this is about fans of of the the trilogy. No, so, like, okay. if you look it up on IMDb, it says cast, crew, and fans explore the classic time travel trilogies resonance through our culture thirty years after Marty went back into time. So, and and that's accurate. It it's it doesn't go. So, it's not, so that's not fun to watch that. Like, well, it, and speaking it, out about it. Or the thing is, is it's like it covers a guy who. It covers a bunch of people who built DeLoreans. Okay. And then added a bunch of crap to make them look like time machines. So it it ends up being like an hour and a half of like just fans of. They got interviews with Harmon. The craziest thing is they did. They got interviews for everybody Spielberg, Spielberg, Michael J. Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Lloyd comes out of nowhere. So the interesting thing is. Huey Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it too. Dean Cundy? Uh, who the hell's Dean Cundy? Who the fuck is Dean Cundy? Man, do your homework, goddammit. You only do a fucking movie podcast. That's just some Jesus old. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Who the hell is he? Oh, he's only a cinematographer for Back to the Future in Jurassic Park, you fuck. Oh, okay. So I don't remember actually seeing him in the dog. <laughs> no, but here's the thing right. is Spielberg, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Robert Zemeckis are in the one and a half hour long doc. Add them up for probably less than five minutes. Like Zemeckis has like two, maybe three scenes, and he talks for about thirty seconds apiece. Like <laughs> you can see his disinterest in the franchise. They do reference him um, being adamant about not making a fourth. Yeah, and Spielberg's like his drops are from like another time, another place, <laughs> another. They're literally like Spielberg so, so. going like. Back to the Future is a perfect movie. Next, like Ed, like Cret, like it's really yeah, like the, he's he's on the top credited, and he it, for a documentary, it's a motherfucking cameo, if that. Um, <laughs> Michael J. Fox talks the most about it, yeah, um, from the like the people that were in it, and he's uh-huh. actually he's he's super uh, got the not Alzheimer's but the uh, whatever it's called uh, um, Parkinson's. His, is that what it is? Um, so he's got all the motions and the uncontrollable arms and twitches. But it's actually kind of – I don't want to say this because it sounds bad, but like fun to listen to him because it – it, it, That's my refrigerator. Um, um, no, I'm saying what the fuck you said. You said it's fun listening to him. No, like I would sit – I would totally listen to Michael J. Fox wax poetic about movies and stuff because sure. he's – it's got this like almost like a kid talking, like just the the pacing and stuff. It, it's 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 enjoyable. He, he he genuine. I mean, obviously we've seen lots of stuff over the years, and he seemed like a really nice guy. And it's yeah. terrible, it's terrible that he's going through it. Um, but he's able to keep it together and and have talk a lot, quite a bit about the movie. But again, they don't talk so much about the movie. They just talk about like the impact that it had on fans. It's got like like they have like. Like all these um, like get-togethers, like and they reenact scenes and stuff like that, and um, they talk a little bit about 
the second and the third one, but most of it's just about sort of the first one and, and the franchise as a whole. So um, you got to know what you're getting into. This is not um, – what's the documentary on um, uh, Apocalypse Now into the um, – Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant doc. Yeah. And it's and it's like longer than the actual movie is, and it just goes from from beginning to end of the making of, and if that's what you and that's what I was hoping for, this you don't get any of that. There's almost they they talk a little bit about um, uh, the character the actor that was cast before Michael J. Fox. Um, uh, they talk a little bit Very about stilts. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, they talk a little bit about like kind of the special effects, but one of the special effects supervisors, he was like, it was all pretty simple gags and stuff that we'd been nothing. Nothing was like, it wasn't like Terminator two kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it, it was a surprise hit for sure. For sure. And it killed time while you were flying. So it was all, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It felt ironically when you're flying 13 hours and you're miserable, like every movie that you watch is like, yeah, that was good. So when it was over, I was like, yeah, that was good. Um, You would like just go stop and go, fuck this. I'm going to the next one. I was actually close. I actually did like skip a little bit in the dock because (laughs) I was tired of listening to the same guy <laughs> who has nothing to do with the movie, who just wants a DeLorean and him and his him and his wife cosplay um, Doc and you know and Marty. It's like I'm like, like it, fast forward with the guy that's talking right now. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I lo- yeah yeah I love Docs. Um, yeah, but I would ultimately give this a waste of time. Uh, unless you're a novelty, novelty Back to the Future fan, who just just has to take Don't up bother, every Back to the it's Future. A waste of time. Don't even that would be a waste of time. All right, scrub. So then I it out. Then I watched Daft Punk Unchained. Fonzo, you reviewed that a couple Absolutely. weeks ago. Love really it. cool doc about um, Daft Punk and sort of um, beginning to now. Um, they have an interesting, an interesting story, and 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 I would obviously j- really quickly just give it a, a dollar because it's it's done well. It's it's I'd it's buy the that for a shows the beginnings of of uh, Daft Punk to to kind of where they are now. Um, the interesting thing is is I um, I'm not a novelty Daft Punk fan. I was for about three or four years. Um, right, right, right. About when Discovery came out, uh, obviously I had homework, and and we used to bump homework. Um, and from a DJ standpoint, homework is is really a quintessential um, house album, mm-hmm. if you want to call that. Um, and then Discovery, obviously, is what it is. It's a brilliant, brilliant. Um, the later albums, I never got into. I never, I never cared for. Um, and they address that. Pete Tong's in there and addresses. You know, it was kind of like what the guys wanted to to make as opposed to sort of what they felt compelled to. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you so, like the people they interviewed and stuff for it? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing. Now, now I, I wasn't a fan of um, them interviewing uh, Dipshit. What's his name? Oh, boy. Here uh, we go. Kanye Skrillex. West. And me, oh. <laughs> well, Skrillex too, but he's not going to know a whole lot. Um, 
and I can understand why he's in there. I don't really consider Kanye West a musician <laughs> so much. I know he was and sort of kind of is, but like that that scene where he did the rap, uh, Fonzo or Tony, you haven't seen this, but Fonzo, that's like he just starts rapping on stage, and I was like, this guy's terrible. Like I was confused. Like he I, obviously he's more of a a pop culture icon now than than he is an actual musician i recognize he was a writer for a long time and that's great he should stick to writing like uh, <laughs> well he's a producer first yeah 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 so um but uh there was a reddit to go off tangent um there was a reddit of somebody gra- graffitiing up on a wall a um not a collage but a picture of kanye west embracing himself and kissing himself <laughs> it was really memes like that yeah yeah just, no yeah. this was like like really well done graffiti and he's like holding wow. his ass and it's i think it was guy. kim kardashian yeah and they just put his face in it or something it, well i don't yeah i don't know but anyways yeah it, it's a if you ever if you want to see a funny picture of kanye West, so he's in that i don't know why they they got i guess him because didn't he do like a yeah, song or yeah he's, he's like it's strong yeah 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 so um, they were definitely interested in sort of infiltrating pop music in of uh, uh of America, um, because ironically, after Discovery, their their albums weren't nearly as popular. And what I like is that they address that in the in the documentary. You know, they weren't they just weren't as successful. They 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 didn't have a lot of the um amping up. What's the um when they're selling the stuff, um. And I get that. That's cool. I I like the story of the two guys for sure. Um, I'm more of a fan of their earlier music. I think it's it holds up better. Um, but the doc was done very well. It, it's got a lot of of um, a lot of the a lot of the producers like um, Dave Clark, uh, Todd Edwards, uh, Pete Tong. Obviously, these guys are names that I know very well over the years of. Of, yeah, Todd yeah, Edwards has yeah. his two songs I like when he's singing on them too. It's so yeah, cool. yeah. When he starts singing on it, it's uh-huh. like, oh, man. yeah, it is. So, yeah. um, it, the 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 thing is, is you know, Daft Punk got involved with basically homework. It's sort of a kind of kind of like when Skrillex started the whole um, uh, whatever that kind of music is dubstep, dubstep, and it's sort of like. It was at a point when house music was really like becoming this frenzied thing, especially in Europe. And the music that they made on homework is unparalleled. I mean, it is so, it's so good. It is so classic. It, it, it is, uh, timeless. Tell me you didn't get hype on that Coachella part though. It was. And you know what was funny is I didn't go to Coachella. Yeah. I only went the first year, mm-hmm. but. My, our, my buddy Matt and, and Fonzo, I'm sure you remember Matt Levine, yeah. my mm-hmm. DJ buddy. He, he did, he did go. Oh. And like the next day he called me and he was like, dude, you missed the greatest Coachella <laughs> ever. He goes, I've been going to some shows, right. but Daft Punk, that was like the greatest performance I've ever been to. Wow. And he went with me and we saw Tribe Called Quest together. Like we had seen some really good shows. We had, we had been to Hollywood. That's funny. He said that because like, in the doc, they explained. They said it. that, yeah, he exactly. says it that, yeah. yeah. And so, as soon as they said that in the movie, I was like, "Oh my god, he wasn't lying!" Like <laughs> it was, 
it was it. That was the biggest thing. So, so man, yeah, that was pretty cool. So it's a very um, cool part in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just thought in the background, telling me working. It's pretty cool. I'm sure it's it's been in the mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah you when you watch that, it's good. So, sure. so definitely, high buy that for a dollar for um, Unchained. Solid, solid documentary. Django Unchained. Django Unchained. <laughs> he said, "Is that fucking chain?" Oh, made a joke. Well, ironically, I almost watched uh, Django Unchained on the on the flight. There you go. But you did it. You watched the big short. Go. And then I did watch the first uh, almost two hours of Bridge of Spies, but I didn't get to finish it, so I won't review it. Um, then I'm just going to go in order. I saw the big short. Um, it's the uh, movie with Ryan Gosling. Christian um, Bale, Steve Carell, Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ton of, ton of guys in here. But Jed, uh, who directed Judd? No, not Judd Apatow. Adam the, McKay. The guy that's done Step Brothers. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Anchorman. So it's like really out the field for him to do something like this. But I guess Super. it's something to make. Well, and it, what's funny is there are – it says biography, comedy, drama. And it is. It plays out very documentary-esque. Mm-hmm. Like – oh, Brad, yeah, Brad Pitt's in it. Did you mention that? I don't know. Yes, I did. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm I, like I said. I'm. Still, I literally slept three hours right before I got on the podcast. Oh man, my my circadian clock is all fucked up. So, um, well, at least you can still say it. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it's probably not an English word. <laughs> um. So yeah, it. I think it was nominated for some fucking uh, best, best picture. Best picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, is, I mean, it, the main people. Everyone. Okay, this movie is about like. The, 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 not the stock market crashing, but like. Yes. Well, no, no, it is, it's, 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 the beginning of the financial um, collapse of the real estate um, banks. Um, Rally, right, Tony? Totally interested now, huh? Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> try, to coke. Your, try to keep entertainment down there, Kool Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, it's entertaining as hell. Like yes. the performance it make, is, is it to you though? Like, well, I said, see, that's what I'm saying. The performance. Sell, sell it to me sell okay, it. so so all the all the actors are playing really interesting characters and i think it's because their performances are so good you really feel compelled by them so bale is works for one of the big banks and he he's telling his bank and he's really an eccentric character like um he listens to heavy heavy like heavy um heavy metal and so like he's always got like heavy metal playing on his headphones like like guar and shit like that like death metal you know what i mean the kind of shit you used to listen to back in like the late 90s kind of thing and um and yeah and he's always drumming with and then he goes to like his house and he's drumming like with the music on like full blast because he's and like in his head he's like he's a phd he's a doctor but he's he's got this crazy like um novelty um brain and he sees that these banks are going to collapse because there's this bad practicing does he do a batman voice no damn no but he does do a weird voice now that you mention it um <laughs> he's a weird eccentric eccentric character is he and, eccentric yeah and i don't know if if the person that he's that he's playing is just off off the Maybe. chain like that what is that uh, he's a savant basically he comes Maybe off a as a big savant yeah he's like 
he has like zero social skills and people are like, you're investing half a billion dollars. What are you talking about? You're fired. And he's like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to like, he's um, uh, like, what's his name? I like uh, him already. I like him already. Um, um, God, what's the movie with Tom Cruise and, and Rain, um, Man? Rain Man? Yeah, he's Rain Man-esque. So Fonzo always fucking finishes the, the, my thought. <laughs> I love it. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be like, you know that one movie from like 19... That's all I can do. 90-something, and it was that's, like... That's was a like super that me into the X-Men. That, I tell my that, special mutant power they still won't let me in. <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> you. And Fonzo's like, yeah, that one movie? And I'm like, how the fuck did you know? So anyway... Um, so his character is sort of like the jump off point. And, um, Steve Carell is, is the straight guy. He's the one who, who's like a banker, but he's like a banker with a conscience. And he is finding out what's happening. Gotcha. While like the, while the crowd is finding out and he is losing his mind because he's basically seeing the banks as being these incredibly corrupt, you know, um, just doing this and it's essentially it's illegal in every definition of the thing and he's finding out he's like are you fucking kidding me we have to tell people about this we have to we have to but he's a banker who should be making money off it at the same time right which is you know is a conflict he's got a major conflict that character has a major conflict and it's 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 plays out really well and then ryan gosling is like the cool guy Who's trying to get rich off the deal? Who has a little insight into it? And he's like going around from bank to bank to try to get investors to get rich off it. But he's like Mister Mister GQ. He's kind of like he kind of plays the same character he does in Crazy Stupid Love. Um, and ironically, Steve Carell's in that movie too. So I wonder if there's some not there's some some background work going there. Um, and then Brad Pitt's not in it a whole lot. He's like a kind of a retired banker who they some some people go to him sort of as an investment opportunity and he's like the biggest critic and cynic in like he's made a ton of ton, like billion dollars on real estate and whatever whatever and he looks at it and he's like yeah it's yeah if you want to get rich off the backs of poor people go ahead and do it like but he's sort of got the same thing. He's got like a guilty conscience. Everybody in the movie that sees what's happening, they see the ridiculousness of it. Mm-hmm. And ridiculousness isn't the right word, but like the corruption behind it. Um, it says taglines. This is a true story. Yeah, and and it's and there's a lot of people. You know, I mean, fortunately, Fonzo and myself, we didn't lose our houses during that that event, but. You know, it could have been very easily, and you know they, you know they talk about the, um, the um, uh, adjustable rate mortgages, and and the people whose you know mortgage goes up hundreds and hundreds of dollars every couple of years, and it's like holy crap, how do these people, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's just a total, it's a scam basically to get these people to buy homes because it just makes them money. So it's really sad, um, and then. And then the the movie is two hours and ten minutes long, but it's compelling as all hell. I never I never felt boring. Um, and j- at the very end, do they kind of talk about the fallout of it yeah, yeah. or the consequence to the big banks? 
and like how they were bailed out and there was like one guy that went to jail and he was like the mail mail delivery guy like at the bottom of like how to this day and and the fact is the bank started doing the exact same thing under a different name mm. and so there was like everybody got away scot free except for the people that bought into the to the bad loans so yeah. Um, it's sad. It's not a fun movie. Gotcha. Um, but it's so, it's done so, so well. It is. And there, there is, it's not a comedy in the classical terms. It's a comedy in just sort of the characters are so over the top. Um, so it's more it's, drama then. Well, but it, it is, it is genuinely, there's moments where you're kind of laughing out loud because the characters well, are so, compelling and and life has funny moments so you know there's five percent comedy 30 percent drama and the rest is biography it's more uh, of a biography. yeah i don't know i wouldn't call it a biography though <laughs> just that's what it says on the t- imdb I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I'm like to shoehorn that in oh so it's, it's more a biography harley is it based on it, it is based on true story like steve jobs is or in trumbo ironically i watch all these movies that are based on true stories yeah um so what do you get the so, big short uh, a high dollar very good uh i watched trumbo uh with brian cranston i think that's another uh uh, academy award nominee very good performances um the movie was edited a little weird and i don't know if the movie was edited or the scene the cut that i got because it was on Turkish Airlines, and at the beginning of the movie, it would say, like, this film is edited for your viewing, and there was a couple times when somebody it would curse. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, this ain't America. So these airlines that I flew out of, the first one was Lufthansa, which is a German airline, and then when I flew mm-hmm. back was Turkish Airlines. So, you know, they have different policies about, you know, movie editing and stuff like that. And so, like, there was a scene in Steve Jobs where they say bomb and they edit it out. They literally just bleep out the actor saying bomb. And I thought that was funny because it's like, well, I get it. We're on a plane and you don't want to be yelling bomb, but it's in a movie. So... Uh, I have a feeling the movies that I watched, especially the rated R movies, were edited, which makes me nervous. But, you know, I don't have a lot of choice. What the hell else am I supposed to do? So um, Trumbo is another good movie with Brian Cranston acting his ass off. He's in every scene. Um, it's got another sort of ensemble cast. What the fuck is Trumbo? So He's Trumbo. Hollywood's top screenwriter. He was. He's dead now. Um but in the 50s, late 40s, early 50s, he was a screenwriter and he was a prolific screenwriter. He wrote dozens and dozens and dozens. And he was part of this um, li- uh, sort of a list of writers, one of which is uh, um, um, Louis C.K. Hell yeah. Yeah, which is funny. He's not in it a whole lot. but wow. um, And he's playing it straight. He's not a comedian. The movie's – there's little to no comedy in the movie. It's directed by Jay Roach to meet the parents. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's 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 a straightforward drama and it's done well. It's compelling. It's How's Diane not, Lane in it? Uh, she's good. She's She plays um, Trumbo's wife. Okay. Um, it's it's pretty straight. It's, it, it's a pretty by-the-book film. Um. I think for me, the reason why I liked it so much is because the 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 subject matter mm-hmm. is a it's a period film, obviously taking place late forties, early seventies during the Cold War, 
And what it was was Trumbo was uh, accused of being basically a communist. <clears throat> and, and instead of speaking out against communism, he sort of said, like, so what if I am? I'm not saying I, I can either confirm nor deny. And the movie never, uh, spoiler alert, never really admits it or denies it. So you're kind of constantly like, it's kind of like watching a movie when you're kind of like somebody's on trial and you're like, did he do it or not? And they, well, they never tried tell to you. silence him. He made the world listen. Yes. And so what happened was he, along with a bunch of other writers, were blacklisted. And he actually did go to prison for contempt um, for, I, I don't remember how long. I think it was a, a year or two or something like that. Um, but when he got out, he was part of a blacklist. And basically what that meant was nobody would work with these writers because they were accused of being communists. Right. And if you're familiar with the Cold War, it, it totally makes sense. We we look at it now and we're like, huh? It, 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 it's not about money? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So what happened was <clears throat> all these Just writers... No, no, no. All these writers started writing but under different pseudonyms. Ah. And so... And here, this is this is the problem. You is say Trump, cinnamon? Yeah. Well, I can go for some cinnamon toast crunch right now. Yeah, that's good. Trumbo started <laughs> writing movies that were nominated and won Oscars. Oh shit! And so they would they would call up the guy who who wrote it, and Trumbo's at home with his family saying, "I wrote that screenplay. I just won an Oscar, but it's under a different name." And so, like, the producer or the director would come up and say, I'm taking this posthumously or whatever the fuck it's called. All right. Um, I think, actually. Go get a, go get a correction sound, on that. That sounded perfect. Yeah, just go with that. <laughs> Posthumid. Posthumously. Lord Humongous. Go ahead. <laughs> and I actually think that's inaccurate because I think posthumously is when somebody's I've dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. So on their behalf, I think it would be the correct. Um, so eventually it gets out that it's Trumbo and his clan of 10 writers that have this whole like underground black market for, for screenplays. Because ironically, in the 50s is when cinema really started getting really popular. So they were – and I don't think screenwriting for movies was the kind of job it is now. Like people weren't you know, going to school for it and shit like that. So there was really a market for it. And so he was working essentially from sunup to sundown. I mean, 20 hours. I mean, he's, you know, he's sitting in his bathtub writing and just rewriting and writing and they would write scripts and then they would rewrite them. Then his partner would rewrite them and they'd have all these fake names. He had like 10 different fake names and like <laughs> different mailboxes and like six different phones to, to, to for each different name and his family was involved. And so, um, so what do you give it? It, I, it's definitely a dollar. All it's right. not for everybody, though. I like, buy that for a dollar. I enjoyed it a lot because it's based on true story and the subject matter. But if you don't yeah. give a shit about the time period, yep. uh, you're not a huge fan of Brian Cranston. Mm -hmm. um, I could see you missing it. it why you got to pick on MCP? Why you got to? Why you got to be calling? Uh, MCP would like it because it's dialogue heavy. Oh, it's just all dialogue heavy. You like it, MCP? What? <laughs> He's still trying to spell posthumous. Okay. <laughs> Steve Jobs. What about Steve Jobs, Tony? You'd watch that? No. No? Uh, nah. I don't care. 
You don't care. Why not? Sell him, Harley. Because I already Why? heard enough about him. Oh, there you go. Okay, so that's it. That's 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 the interesting thing because we've seen the tech movie by David Fincher, right? Social Network, mm-hmm. and this is almost exactly like the Social Network. It Ryan is Sorkin a, wrote it, right? Uh, yeah, which ironically is the same writer. And but here's the catch. And just like with the social network, they got a really good director to direct it. And so, you know how um, uh, what's his name can do dialogue? Uh, Sorkin. No, no, no. The other the the director. Your uh, love. You love. No, 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 oh, no. Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino. Thank you. Um, uh, you know how he can do dialogue. That kind of like. Doesn't have anything to do with the screenplay, but it's still compelling as all hell because he gets amazing right. performances from actors. Yeah, yeah. It just works. Same thing. Sorkin. He well boiled. Yeah. Well, Sorkin gets. He writes for actors that can talk fast and deliver their lines quick. Well, Boyle is a director, and he does a really good job of directing it. Um, I it's I wouldn't say it's as quite as sort of um fun to watch as Social Network. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Tony, but uh, seeing Seth Rogen play Steve Wozniak, does that intrigue you at all? No. Okay. Just checking. Nope. I, I think it's my review. Is that it is? I really yeah. take this personal. That you should you should like do it in a high pitched voice or with an accent. Just kind of kind of sell it more. Yeah. In in my Italian accent. Grazie, grazie. <laughs> um, Seth Rogen's. There's no comedy in this movie either. Seth Rogen's playing a straight. Um, it says biography drama. I again, I you know, I would say I would I would say this. If you're familiar with Steve Jobs's life and sort of and sort of the 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 storyline. Coat him in this movie. Then he, you say no, he's a dick. He's, he's a, a sucking motherfucker. All right. Throughout the movie, it it talks about his relationship with his daughter. Um. And how it, at the beginning of her life, well, the first five years of her, her life, he refuses to admit that it's hers, that it's his kid, <laughs> even though he he went and had a a, a test and it was ninety four percent his daughter, and he figured out some bullshit math thing that claimed <laughs> there was a twenty eight percent chance anybody was the father, so he like refused to admit that it was his daughter. Uh, because he was such a workaholic and the movie and i don't know how accurate it is is a mess the uh, the mom that the movie is not a mess the mother of his daughter is a mess and she doesn't care about jobs she could care less about him she care less that he's successful she just wants to get paid so the movie really portrays her as being just kind of like a gold digger Mm. um like he buys her a big expensive house and she sells it and then blows the money and um the the sto- the movie is really about sort of the the person of jobs and and I don't know how accurate it was uh Fassbender's performance is brilliant um I mean he's I mean he should have been nominated because it, it he's really really good in it um I don't know Christian how Bale was nominated or he was he was supposed to play him first, remember? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's interesting. That's yeah, I like Fastbender. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I like Fastbender and he's he's really, really good. Yeah. Kate Winslet is um 
plays his like um I'm trying to think of an uh, it's not our like secretary but like assistant? The person, assistant yeah I would say that but but it's more it's more of that it's like best friend confidant gotcha. really has a personal stake in him bad boy yeah yeah so should have said, should have said the life. beginning that would have the thing you would have sold it yeah 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 so it's interesting because I didn't right know much about the character Steve Jobs and I didn't know so much about the timeline how he got fired from Apple and then goes back to Apple after a failed stint with another company and and so it, it's done well enough and it's, but you said it reminds you of like social network it's got it is it, it is it is similar it's less stylized it's oh. more it's more about the individual gotcha. of of Steve Jobs and how he was really a no he everything in his life revolved around making apple products cool and it wasn't about they he didn't care if they were expensive he wanted them to be cool he was like he was basically a marketing expert and 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 Wozniak or Seth Rogen points that out he's like what do you do like you didn't build anything you're not an engineer you what do you do? And he's his performance is brilliant. I think it's in I think it might be in the trailer of Steve, of Seth Rogen going like I'm the yeah. one who did the board. I, this this is the one who put out the money. What do you do? You know what I mean. And so because he kind of didn't do anything besides say this is what we need to make. Um, and so but like from a marketing standpoint, that is probably where he. So, uh, so like in the in the PC world, whatever, like in the community, like is Bill Gates. Um, is he like more likable, or is he uh, is he more looked upon as like a icon, Tony? Um, at this point, he's just the guy who likes to give the charities. He's yeah. Like, okay. He's not actually the CEO of Microsoft anymore. I gotcha. He stepped down. But is Steve Jobs is he looked up? Is he like frowned upon, or is he? I'm sure like Apple fanboys would probably think he's is the best, right? Um, what? <laughs> Apple fanboys think Steve the who's the best? Steve Jobs. I, you you were I part guess. of the tech world, sort of. Well, you're. I, I only knew him to be super. Well, while this was all happening, I'm getting. I'm guessing like MCP was following this along, or no, I didn't. Get well, it. ironically, the movie takes place throughout the 90s and 80s, so oh. the movie ends 98 with, with Steve Jobs saying. I'm going to make the iPod. I see. So see, it, 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 it uses, it talks about the Apple IIe, the first Mac, the first Microsoft, the first Macintosh. <laughs> um, but when he, when he comes back to work for Apple and makes the iMac and it's a hit, um, that's basically when the film ends. Gotcha. Um, so it's sort it's of ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the story unfolds backstage at three iconic product launches. Yeah, that's gotcha. it. Like the whole movie takes place backstage, walking up and down hallways, gotcha. which you go like, I don't get. It. It's boring, mm-hmm. but it isn't. It's fun. It's it's not fun. Excuse me. It's <laughs> compelling. Nice. Like you are entertained. So um, would you give it? I would give it a dollar for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. I and I hope uh, Steve Jobs' daughter is pissing on his grave. <laughs> All right. 
because he came off as being a real cocksucker. All right. Yeah. I don't know if he, I don't know if he made peace or amends at his death, but all the way up until his daughter was in her going to college in her late teens, early twenties, yeah. he was completely dismissive and just a deadbeat dad in every definition of the term. So my hero, personal hero, but it's hard for me to, to, to enjoy the film because he, he's such a cocksucker. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's right. it. That's my, that's my, uh, rundown. Sorry. It took so long, fellas. No, no, no worries. I'm done. <laughs> I'm spent. Okay. Hey, you can relax now. Yeah. So last Monday, um, you know how my, me and Jeff have a movie Monday uh-huh. and, uh, it was his turn at his house, but his kids were sick. So his whole house was quarantined. So not really, but, um, He's like, hey, Teddy Cloverfield Lane came out. It came out Friday. Want to go see it? I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm a big fan of the the, uh, the other one, so well, let's check it out. The other one? So, well, you know, Cloverfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, after getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. That man being John Goodman. So what and, does this have to do with Cloverfield? Well, I get, I'm, I'm, I'll get to there. If you okay. Let me. Let me get there. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, it might not have anything. Like even oh. Abrams was like saying it's like a like a sister sequel. They were using words like that. Like a like I mean, there was just it so made. Was I think it had a different name at the, the time name. too. Yeah, like well, this is the thing. Like um, the ending kind of seems like it might have been tacked on. It might be from another movie, or that's what I read. But then I also read that. No, it was in the script way in the beginning. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Um, cause of the first act, second hack, the second act, it's a fucking amazing fucking thriller. This movie, for just being in this little room with John Goodwin, with Ramona Flowers, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and this other dude who, his name was John Gallagher Jr., playing Emmett. Um, John Goodman is the guy that tied her up. Like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is like, you see in the very beginning, it's just music playing. She's on the phone. She's taking off. She's driving. She's driving somewhere at night. Boom! This fucking car hits her out of nowhere. It gets fucking loud. Boom! The title card comes up. Tinkle if you're laying. You're like, okay. So it's be like that. So I saw it in a Dolby Atmos where theaters are lined up everywhere, right? Above you, sideways, behind your ear, underneath your seat, everywhere, right? And that fucking car accident. When that hit, it was loud. You, you, fucking, alert. you felt that. <laughs> it's the very, it's the fucking five, ten minutes of the movie, the beginning. No. Cause when she wakes up, she's handcuffed in the, in the shelter. John Goodman comes down and he's telling, tell her that it's, it's not safe to go out there. There's gas, poison gas, and just trust me, you don't want to go out there. And you're like, what? John Goodman plays this creepy ass motherfucker. He is fucking fantastic. He is just towering. He's just huge presence, you know what I mean? He's so big. We're so used to seeing him in like, you know, the big Lebowski or, you know, telling people to shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Same as Fred Flintstone. I mean, just, you know, this guy's, this guy's great. He can do a lot. And in this movie, he gets to shine, man. He gets to shine as an actor and it's fucking amazing. Like I said, the first second act, it's a, such a nope. It tense. The music is, is great. It moves the movie along so well. Bradley Cooper um, does a voice? He's the, he's the boyfriend of Elizabeth Winstead. It's hard oh, to even oh. catch if you didn't know that. Yeah, he's, he's the one talking to her. Like she's, he's leaving her a message. She's listening to it on speaker. She won't pick up. She's just listening to him. She's like, you always do this. You always run away. Um, 
so that's that's the last you hear of him. That's, that's all the part he has. It's pretty funny because mm. um, most of the time it takes place in the shelter, and it's crazy. Like he's he's a he's a prepper man. He was getting ready for this. Oh, he's a prepper. What was going to happen? Yeah. Um, preppers are characters. Because my one of my coworkers at the warehouse, he's a, he's one of these guys. Conspiracy theorists. In fact, in the movie, they they mentioned that John Goodman's character is a black bone conspiracy theorist. And uh, when we were watching the movie, I look, I lean over my, my Jeff and I go, "That's fucking George at the warehouse." Yeah. And then Scott came with us too, another coworker. And at the end, he goes, "That was fucking George in the movie." I'm all, "Yeah." So when we talked about him in the movie, the first thing he says, "Like, oh man, that guy gives preppers a bad name." <laughs> <laughs> he he hated his character. He said he would make all these like bad decisions. He didn't like the way he prepped, I guess. But it, it was just uh, funny sorry. that he was kind of like that, yeah. Um, so some some people don't like the ending. It, mm. it, it hurts the film for some people. To me, I was kind of left like, you know, it didn't even bother me. But if it didn't end that way, I'd have been totally fine with it because as a fuck, like I said, thriller. It was incredible. Fucking this movie was incredible. Dan, is it like? Is it a if, certain ending that kind of? takes you out of it or is it too um Some people, it's kind of we don't feels, know what happens and so well no it, it almost feels like another movie at some point it's kind of weird it's weird yeah yeah you have to you, you guys would have to watch it and see what, you, see what i mean oh. um but dak trackenberg i don't know if you guys saw that little short film about portal you know that game uh-huh i know that, the, i know the game but i don't know tony i think you saw that right a movie that, about portal yeah, the the tagging track. The guy that directed this, he did that short with Portal with that girl. Remember, was that girl? She was shooting them fucking portals, and she was jumping through. Remember that oh, short film? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. Cool. And um, so yeah, this is his uh, feature debut, and he fucking knocked out the park, dude. He killed it. Um, yeah, there's like like stories got one, two, like three credits. In fact, I think that dude that wrote Whiplash, Damien Chazelle, yeah, screenplay. He he came in for some rewrites too, I think. Um, no, but this movie, I can't recommend this enough, dude. Like, you guys definitely have to check it out. This, I, I want to give it a slate, but I'm not sure yet. I have to hold off on it. But for right now, it's a very, very high buy for a dollar. I buy ending, that for a dollar. I like bumps. to talk about it more and discuss it with you guys, and then I can, and then, and then you'll understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Right now, I can't say, I can't say much. Like, I just, Huh. It was, it's just I don't know. Like, I, well, it's weird because it says in the the IMDb uh, they're prepping or they're they're uh, of uh, who claims the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack, but Cloverfield is about a monster like Godzilla. So it's like that's interesting. Yeah, was was the chemical attack in response to uh, the I can't, monster? I can't, I can't, I can't, so, say, I can't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. But right. Uh, yeah, and then I can't even remember what was J.J. Abrams' connection with Cloverfield. Was he writer or something he like that? It. Oh, he produced it. Yeah, okay. Matt so Reeves directed it. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit. Well, uh, no, well, because I mean, it was all in his bad robot. It was all secretive. Remember, they had yeah. this like I kept learning this thing. ARG. You know what that means? That stands for Mm-mm. alternate reality gaming. Hmm. You heard that term, Tony? Yeah. Okay. So it's like they had like all these – remember from – I don't know if you remember in 08 like when Cloverfield came out, there was like all these like different sites and different like um, things to go into and check about it. Like there was reports of a uh, – like this, there was this one company, like this fake you know company that was in the movie and it was all these cool little Easter eggs and stuff. And they have some in this one too. Um, but yeah, they, everywhere I kept reading, they kept mentioning ARG. I'm like, I had to keep looking up. I'm like, what the fuck is ARG? And uh, 
So they kept talking about it in the movie. But yeah, I can't recommend it enough. You guys definitely check it out. Mm, and, and then, um, and then I just wanted to watch Daddy's Home because I'm a huge fan of, uh, Carlini. I just like her. I just like her a lot. And she plays the mom. Um, she was in Freaks and Geeks. And it teams up Wolf Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg again. They did the other guys. And, uh, I never watched it. People seem to really like it. So <laughs> I'm sure they had fun working together. But uh, this one takes place. This one is about, uh, Stepdad Brad Whitaker is a radio host trying to get his stepchildren to love him and call him dad, but his plans turn upside down when the bio- biological father, Dusty, returns. And Dusty is Mark Wahlberg, rolls up in his bike, all cool and shit, you know, all buff. And Wolf is a straight man, it talks about, he's just narrating the movie how he loves the Ford Flex, how it's economical, and like. The he loves what? The Ford Flex, his car. Oh, the car, the Flex. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. like it's like an overgrown car. station wagon. <laughs> yeah, he just—it's just funny the way he describes it. And uh, and his kids, you know, his kids, you know, they, they don't kind of respect him because he's kind of a pushover and he's just kind of this, you know, the, like, the, he's playing the super cliche character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not playing the super annoying man child, you know, but he's playing like the straight man, which he can do good too, though, you know. And then Mark Wahlberg comes in and he's like, "Oh, Daddy, you're home," and he's like, "Fuck, man, I was just." The son finally wanted to talk to me about a problem he's having at school, and then and then the dad shows up, right? You can so you can tell what's going to happen, right? Comedy ensues; they're both battling each other for um, you know the kid's affection, and uh, you know there's some funny moments, the funny moments from the trailer, and uh, that you that you see in the movie. But it, it's just funny to see um, Mark Wahlberg and fucking with Will Ferrell because they just I don't know they just kind of work. Mark Wahlberg he's he's an enigma, man. Sometimes he's great, like in Boogie Nights. And then he's terrible in the happening, you know. He just, he's just kind of weird. Then he's great in Departed, right? Well, again, what? I, I think it, no, <laughs> I know, I'm tell, I know. Uh, it's just weird, you know. He can, he can ham it up or play shit. It must be the people he works like, you know. Scorsese got the best. I, I, I was, I was gonna say, I bet you yeah. the movies where he's good in, he's probably limited, and or you have a really good director. Yeah, that gets really good performances. For sure. Um, but if you just sort of like, if if you're just sort of like, all right, be be Mark Wahlberg, he is, and it's not good, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this, like I said, this part uh, there's some there's some you know funny part of giggle. I didn't really laugh out loud as much, you know, like I wanted to, but there's some little giggles here. But the ending cracked me up. I mean, that went, I was literally like laughing out loud. I was like, that okay, that you got me. Like it's you you end it that way. That's pretty funny. Okay. Um so yeah, you know what? It's it wasn't a waste of time. It was fun. It's it's hard. you know you get like you know you got kids and it's just it's a, it's a fun movie to watch with the family. So I buy it for a dollar. I buy that for a dollar. Now, for Netflix just released uh, Pee Wee's new movie, and I I think it was directed by Judd Apatow. Let me check. Is the you know it just premiered on Netflix? I think this Friday. Oh no, John Lee directed it, but Paul Pee Wee Paul Rubens wrote the screenplay. I think Joe Apatow produced it. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Tim Burton directed it. It was his first, I think it was his first movie. And I was a huge fan of that. So, um, it's just cool to see him, you know, come back. It's like, you know, Pee-wee, he's back. It's interesting because that's like 30 years I know, ago. It's, yeah, it's a long. Paul Rubens was like 30 when he did that. And now he's 60. Like, that's yeah, an insane. Okay. I know it is a pretty big jump, but I, the fact that yeah, people are like, "Hey, you should make another Pee Wee movie," and it took this long, you know. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, wrote, he did do uh, big he time. Co-wrote, he co-wrote the uh, the movie. Oh, Scott credits. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, Sorry. it still worked because I remember at a Comic Con. Remember how you slayed Tony? 
when he was up there in between the panel for something. I think they were talking about it back then, weren't they? Oh, we lost Tommy. Uh, what? He might have fallen asleep. <laughs> well, he just he just hit the drop a second ago. Yeah. He might have gone to the bathroom. But no, so apparently there's you know there's a big following for Pee-wee. People still like him, and I, I uh, yeah, I, it's I, such I saw a, the trailer. I was like, yeah, such an iconic character. Yeah, so nostalgia. So he, you know, he, you know, he looks a little older, but I mean, he still kind of looks. He's sixty-three like years old, yo. <laughs> yeah, okay, he's older than my dad was. So yeah, so he still, but he still looks kind of young, you know. He still has a look, but his voice ain't the same, you know, because I'm sure it would fucking hurt from him to do that laugh anymore. <laughs> so I mean, it, it comes in and go, it comes and goes. So you got, you know, you got to be, you know. You got to give into it, but um, so he goes on. A, 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 he goes on an adventure, and it's so wacky because Joe Manganiello rolls up into the city where he lives in Fairville. He works at a diner, right? And he's just a squeaky clean. He just li- he's never gone out of the city, which is weird because he didn't pick his big adventure. It's almost like they didn't even acknowledge it. Mm. Um, but he, he's um, he uh, yeah he he wants Joe Manganiello. They hit it off. They just hit it off. So and he. Is himself like he says, Joe Manganiello. Like he's like, you never heard of True Blood. Like he doesn't even know he's an actor. He didn't even heard of him. He, mm. Every time he says his name, he goes, "Excuse me, sorry, one more time in my ear." Like he said that again. Like yeah, you because know, Manganiello is a hard name to pronounce. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. So they choked upon it, but um, but it's so funny. He invites him to his fucking birthday party in New York, and that's the only reason he's going over there. And he's you know, and then he comes, and then he's going on a cross country adventure and meet up these wacky characters in between, and and some some of them are pretty funny. Some, some are like, yeah, some are all right. Um, but Joe Magnolia, he's just so funny. It, it, it's kind of hilarious. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Pee Wee's, like I said, you, you, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy you'll You're gonna have a good time with it. Yeah, for sure. You'll, you'll get the jokes. You'll, you'll get some of the references. But if you're not, it's probably not gonna be your cup of tea. Mm. But like I said, another family movie. You know, you got kids. So I was kind of bringing that up. Uh, I don't know if they, if they've ever seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Your kids no. ever seen? No, they haven't. Oh, dude, you should fucking, you should totally yeah. do that, dude. No, I should. I oh should. my gosh. It's still on Netflix. Um, it's not. It's not as great. It's probably. I don't know. I can't even remember Big Top Pee Wee, but I don't remember really liking that one either. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, from for most of the time, for the most part, it's. I buy it for a dollar. Dollar. Yep. I buy that for a dollar. This fucking guy. He disappeared on us. <laughs> all right. I'm pretty much just listening for the cue to do a dollar or a waste of time. Okay. Well, we were we were just calling for you, and you were. Not oh. answering. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So then, real quick, like I said, so then this Monday was my turn to have the movie in my house, and Jeff came over and I showed him the remake to um, Maniac. Remember, I told you guys I brought this up a long time ago with starring Elijah Wood, where um, it takes place all through his POV, and um, as he helps a young artist with her upcoming exhibition, the owner of a mannequin shop, uh, Deadly. What? Yeah, owner we watched of a mannequin this. shops Deadly. Oh, suppressed desires come to the surface. We reviewed this, right? Yeah, we saw it on reviewed it on the podcast. Oh, you guys all did. You guys all saw it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, I'm sure you did too. Oh yeah, I know. I was, like I said, I just revisited. It. He had he had never seen it, so I wanted him to see it. Oh yeah, we saw it. Yeah, oh, we liked okay. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's fucked up, and, and he was he was tense up. He was cringing. So yeah, cringe. I remember just being like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I saw. I looked over at him, and he was kind of like, you know, when like. Like when you're fighting more combat and 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 uh, you're sub zero and someone jumps at you in the air, you can freeze them in the air and they're mm-hmm. like that weird pose. Like that's how you look. He was just tense. He was just like uh, arms over here, <laughs> legs up in the air. He just looked funny. <laughs> I look over at him. He's like, oh my! I just love his. I love watching movies. His reactions are the best. He kills me. He's just like, oh my, oh my, oh my god! Oh. He's like, 
like, oh, he's like, oh, he fakes the fake. Now, let me ask you, movies like this where you kind of like, not whodunits, but once you find out what happens at the ending, you kind of like, you're like, yeah, it was good. I'm glad I watched it, but I don't think I'd watch it again. Does it hold up for repeat viewings? I think so. I did, yeah. Right I, love that, I love that fucking score. The score is just fucking, mm. it's, a, it's a banger, so. I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I enjoy it. So I, I'm, yeah, definitely buy it for a dollar again, so. I'd buy that for a dollar. So real quick, guys, open up your, uh, Amazon and type in the movie. And, uh, we're gonna get what Tony movie? involved finally here. We're gonna. What we're movies gonna are we gonna one do? One star review. We don't have a you should just do you. your homeworks or your extras. What's that? Just do one of the homeworks or the extras. Yeah. Got plenty of movies to pick from. All right, I'm gonna do. Uh, uh, I'll do. I'll do uh, Steve Jobs because <laughs> I'm sure. Oh wait, that movie might not even be out on DVD yet. Oh yeah, it is. The thing that hurt Steve Jobs was there's a crap ton of Steve Jobs movies. Yeah. Let's find one. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I found found one. Okay. Oh, wait. How do I click on the whole... Maybe this is it. You got one, Tony? Um, Yeah, for the Frighteners. Okay. It says, I hated this movie. (laughs) This movie is terrible, it's loud, and it's annoying. Awesome. I got I got Aaron Sorkin's dialogue is excruciating. Mm. The entire movie is so boring. I can't believe it was directed by the talented Danny Boyle. Fastbender's talent can't save this. One star. <laughs> so I I picked Maniac and I got um as a huge fan of the original. I watched this movie on Netflix. I am so glad that I didn't go out of my way to spend money on this piece of garbage. It completely counteracts the original and it's emotionally detached. I frequently found myself wondering when this movie was finally going to be over. Elijah Wood needs to stick to Lord of the Rings and stay away from slicing up women. This film is a disaster and I would give it less than a star if I could. (laughs) I got another one. I tried to get into this movie because I wanted to see Jobs' story, but it was so, all capitals, bleeding boring. It's a series of vignettes with a complete jerk. Jobs must have had some redeeming qualities. Otherwise, yeah, it's called making money. Otherwise, people wouldn't have stuck around. But you don't get that here. It's a lot of quiet talking. There was no plot, no characters, nothing. If they had made the poster completely white, it would have represented the lack of content. Just when I started to fall asleep, they do a media montage with cool music. Then it goes back into amnesia mode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the movie is inconsiderate of the viewer's desire to space out and pretend it's not happening. 
There you go. All right. So I got another one. The 1980 original is a classic and still gives me chills when I see it. Joe Spinell gave the character so much dimension and creepy, insane authenticity. This new version is not only bad, it's boring and hard to believe Elijah's character being able to slash a piece of paper, let alone half the strength to physically murder anyone. He's He's as scary as a sack of pancakes. I mean, really. Someone as weak and scrawny as Woods is going to murder a screaming woman in the middle of a parking lot in the middle of a city with all those tall buildings around? And you're going to tell me no one is going to see it? Please. So all this hype surrounding this remake, and it just amounts to yet another cliche slasher mess trying to pretend to be a remake or indie art, when in fact, it can never stand on its own two feet without Woods or the audacity to try and consider itself a remake. But to be fair, the first three minutes were good, but from then on, horrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it's like one of my reviews where it's like, it's like this movie sucks. It's terrible. It's the worst movie ever. I give it a dollar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, I can't believe Elijah led himself to this track. If acting is looking wide-eyed during the entire movie, then all the actors did their job. <laughs> oh, you got another one, Tony? Nothing good. Everything else okay. is about the, gotcha. the DVD. All right. That was I'm. That was our Amazon one star review. We should have I think a song. It, you're probably <laughs> song better off one star. <laughs> you're probably off better doing like newer films, movies newer that ones? there's a lot of reviews. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so a superhero just, movie. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I'd like to see a one star for like the Avengers or some shit. Yeah. Exactly. Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well then, let's let's move it right along to fantasy movie. Like, oh wait, never mind. Wah, wah, wah. You know what's funny? Scott would hold off and have He knew it was like he went to check it and then it didn't say anything, and then he waited another week. And I'm like, this motherfucker is not gonna say anything. I know he checked and he noticed it's not there. I know he did. And he wouldn't say anything. And I didn't want to call him and bring it up and go, hey, did you make your picks? I'm like, all right, I'll wait till he says something. I waited and waited. The following one day, he's like, <laughs> he was saying something. I'm like, yeah, you think it's going to make enough money? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, uh, I'm going to make my picks. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah. It's, oh, you mean it's not there anymore? Yeah. I mean, the moment we were talking about getting rid of it, Tony had already deleted that shit, like, yeah, before yeah. we even finished. Hey, Tony, is there a way? Done. I was like, okay. <laughs> so there's no one faster than wanting to, yeah, murder that off, so. Yeah, so uh, let's see. I chose the homework, right? I had the homework, and I chose a little movie called Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. And the problem with that was it wasn't on the the. He uh, had a hundred fucking movies in that fucking tablet, <laughs> and that one wasn't. No, that one wasn't. That's some bullshit. I know. Sorry. I don't know. No big deal. This is 2015. This is brand new. Three scouts on the eve of their last campout discover the true meaning of friendship when they attempt to save their town from a zombie outbreak. Now, this stars our boy Ty Sheridan. If you remember correctly, he was in the movie Joe and Mud. He's always playing straight movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, he was young in those movies too. So you know, we're yeah. like, this motherfucker. He's right on. And shit, he's in pre-production for Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, gosh. I saw that. I saw that. Oh shit! Nice. I still have four movies directing this stuff. Okay. Stars Olivia. So I'm I'm going out of track here, but hey, that's cool. Nice. 
All right. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah, we're big fans of him. And then so like, oh cool, he's in the zombie zombies. It's just kind of like Zombieland, right? You're thinking it's in that genre. Yeah, it looks like it. Action comedy horror. And uh, MCP. Oh shit. Look. I hear like coyotes <laughs> outside. Like oh, they're fucking something up. Yikes. So I'm just being like, well, talk. He hadn't talked all night. So what did you think of Scout Sky? You just finished it. It's fresh in your head right now. Yeah. Yeah. What no, it was, talking? it was a lot, uh, it was surprisingly fun. I mean, I, I had an idea that I'd, I'd enjoy some of the scenes just cause, you know, it was, it had that feel of a, of a death gasm type of zombie land type of movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it could fail, right? It could be really like, it could, you know, it could, yeah. but you know what? The, the Ty Sheridan kid, he, he, I think he carried it. Because he, he brought that, you know how every time you watch a stupid movie, you're always thinking, well, that was stupid. And he right. brings that. He's like, no, there's something fucking wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like he's constantly uh-huh. doing that. It's just like what the audience is thinking, yeah. Yeah, it exactly. Helps. And so, um, it, it, it lets, lets you enjoy the stupidity of things because <laughs> your mind doesn't wander on how stupid this is and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he says it. Oh, okay. The yeah. movie's aware. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So and he does a really good job uh, of keeping keeping me in the movie, you know, just keeping you grounded, um, mm-hmm. and letting you know, to let yourself get set up for the next joke. Um, the other guy, he's he's all right. He, you know, he's the he's playing like the Jonah Hill from like Superbad, right. loud mouth, you know, yeah, fucking exactly. asshole friend, you know. Yeah, um, the movie follows these guys who are you know scouts, um, and they're on their. They're, they're the last day, the one, the, what their best friend is about to get his final badge or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and hell breaks loose out in the middle of the woods. Well, before that, we get the beginning where that's the Blake right. That's singing, right. uh, Black Widow Bait is a janitor. Right. She went down there, remember? <laughs> yeah. So it was, I remember thinking that the movie kind of explained the cause of everything before it started, which mm-hmm. was cool instead yeah. of, you know, trying to leave it a mystery, and and then you're trying to figure out what's what, going on. Yeah. yeah, what's going on? No, no. This movie just says this is what happened. Enjoy the aftermath. Yeah. Well, it's got zombie. It's got zombie on the title, so you kind of already know what you're going into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Uh, the 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 what was it Sarah? Is that Sarah Dumont playing Denise? So the badass chick. She's a. The, oh, the stripper works, works at the strip club. Yeah, you know, and got the shotgun, swinging bats and everything. Um, she was all right. She she was good. I mean, she was definitely eye candy. And then a sure. pleasure to look at. Um, it, it was really distracting to see her try to run around like she doesn't know how to run. Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. she runs like a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still, like I said, it's it's yeah. easy on the, the minor things. Exactly. <laughs> So it was cool. I mean, it's got a lot of the death kills, which is you know the main thing that we're going after in these things. Um, exactly. There's this rated R. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's zombie <laughs> zombie guts everywhere. Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, kids in it. Oh really? Patrick Schwarzenegger. Interesting. Unless his last name is just Schwarzenegger, and he's not. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, I, definitely... Let me ask you this, Tony. Does was Zombieland the first one to have zombie boobs, or was this one? 
Because that's the question I need answered. Zombie um, Land had them blurred out, from what I remember. Blurred out? I thought they or weren't. Did, or did she have tassels on? Oh, she had tassels. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Because this one gave us full on fucking zombie tits. Oh yeah. And they were amazing. Finally. Although there is a movie. There's two. There is a 2015 movie called Zombie Tits on. Oh, no, never mind. It's it's literally just a scene from. There's a zombie strippers, isn't there? Remember that one? Yeah, that's a good point. Something like that, yeah. So maybe there. I'm pretty sure I saw tits in that movie. Okay. But this one, I just... And then homeboy got to run back and squeeze him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, that's a little kid. Fuck, you know, he would do that. <laughs> you know? Not um, only that, we had zombie cock. Remember that? Oh. No, geez. I was about to say, man, the movie made you cringe, and that was the, one of the more cringe-inducing scenes. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm shaking probably, my head because it's so yeah, stupid. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm going, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Because <laughs> he would, he, he realizes what he's holding on to. He's like, yeah. ah, yeah. <laughs> the straight the guy, the straight guy, never wants to see cock on screen. Dude. Okay, so, yeah, so, no, but you'll, dude, you'll understand. You'll understand uh, the whole cringe-inducing, you know, effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just know. Things. Yeah, there's just zombie yeah, cock. Like, so we had zombie boobs, zombie cocks. Yeah. You know. Got zombie, and, uh, zombie pussy, zombie, <laughs> zombie kiss, zombie yes. everything. A la reanimator style, yes. <laughs> just think of, it's almost life. like a zombie porno. Not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's next, kids. I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah. Day of the Dead Vagina or something. Night of the Living Cock. There's got to be <laughs> already in the Dude, but you know what? They're, they're, they're the nerds, right? And, you know, there are three of them. They're fucking bad boys, dude. These three are bad boys, man. Because, you know what? Scouts, they're resourceful, man. You know what I mean? Tie knots. They, they they know what to do. They get stuck in the woods. They know they would know how to get out of things. So, um, like I said in the beginning, they're trying to recruit somebody, and there's only one guy there, and he's like, "Nah, man, this shit's why I come out of here." Because <laughs> David Kochner, he's their scouts. He's their scouts. Uh, what do they call Ranger? Is it Kochner or Kochner? I don't know. I can. Uh, I, I've always I, said Kochner. Yeah, me too. Did I say Kochner. You just said Kochner right now. No. Oh. Okay, it's all good. I, I, I just David K. Yeah, he plays Scout Leader yeah, Rogers. Call him He's David K. Call him DK. DK. Yeah, DK baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drift King. And uh, yeah, he plays the Scouts Leader. And uh, he's he's got this cheesy ass eighties video with these kids trying to make him uh, recruit, and it's not working. And they're like, "Man, we're the laughing stock, man. Nobody wants to hang out with us." And uh, yeah, dude, it's just you know, it's like um, just a fun over the top zombie comedy that uh, it's rated R. I don't know if it did really well. I don't think. I don't, I don't, no, I, I don't think it, I don't think it did well at all. Um, I can pull it up on Box Office Mojo if you want. I think when it came out, there's like two other movies or three that came out at the same time, so I might have right. heard it. But man, if it's on Netflix, man, or whatever, you get, check. It. It's just fun, man. It's just a lot of. It's just a fun time. I mean, I laughed out loud, and there's some scenes that were just like, oh man, because that, that's the thing when you make a zombie movie, you have to bring Ooh. something to the table. Three million dollars it made. Oh, <laughs> fuck! How much I'm was wondering- the budget? I- it was fifteen, and it only made eleven foreign, so it never made its money back. Yikes! Oh, that's uh, nice. widest release was fifteen hundred theaters, so it didn't have a real wide release. But still, that's brutal. David Kochner. Oh, there you go. See, that's how you say it. How about that? Say what? I thought he just said David Vinchner. No, David Kochner. David Kochner. 
I don't know if it's Kochner either, though. David Kechner. Right. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a creepy robot friend over there, Johnny Five. It it debuted at number twelve. It's opening week. That's got, probably the week. That's probably the week Harley had it all at his top three movie theater. I uh, probably did. <laughs> uh, it it uh, also that week opened. Our brand is crisis and burnt. Oh, that's not weird. But check it out. So on IMDb, the plot keywords for this movie are are these. Get ready: zombie, Boy Scout. Bare breasts, stabbed in the head, and hardware store. So, kids, if you like any of those, this movie's the one for you. Very high buy it for a dollar. Although it's rated R, so kids can't see. Buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I'd give it a dollar too. That was having fun. I'd buy that for a dollar. So, so you you said Sheridan really uh, leads the way for sure. Because the kid's twenty years old now. So, like, is he, I mean, he's, IMDB's got him playing X-Men Apocalypse. He's playing Cyclops. He's, yeah, he's Cyclops. Uh, I don't know any of these other movies, but yeah, he's working. Um, is he, uh, is he gonna make it or break it? In Hollywood. We'll see. That's gonna be our next game. No, I'm distracted. No, the next game is you click on Bear Breast and it gives you a list of the top movies right now. Say what? That you got bare breast female nudity, female frontal nudity, topless female nudity. You and you and you mark you check these boxes off and it starts narrowing down the movies. <laughs> so that might be your new red rob and I gotta pick a movie now. Because <laughs> right now at number ten Scouts. Number one is uh Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. So that was that. And then who had the extra credit? I had Pete chose extra credit. Yeah, I didn't. Um, you didn't see this either, huh, Harley? No. Right. Oh, really? You guys hadn't seen this? No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't see any of these movies. But you guys haven't seen this before. Harley, no. Yeah, he never seen it before, and he still didn't see it. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you I seen it before? Seen it. Wait, what is it again? Oh no! I saw Frighteners long, long time ago. Yeah. Oh, you did. It's a, yeah, it's essentially homework because I don't remember it very well. Um, yeah. I remember. I think the special effects were kind of above and beyond at the time, um, but I remember sort of above that the movie was kind of boring. But it's been a long time since I saw it, so I'd have to give it a waste of, a waste of time. <laughs> but I didn't actually see the movie, so. <laughs> All right. So Tony, after, yeah, uh, after a tragic car accident that killed his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead, and he cons people. Um, and he uses them to con people. Um, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it starts off introducing Michael J. Fox as a con man. He. Um, He's pretty much he he's a ghostbuster, but he has his own ghosts to do the to to go and uh, haunt people. That's right. That's <laughs> and he, right. Like, drops, the bust, busted ghosts. <laughs> and then he just, yeah he busts the, his own ghosts. Right. You know, he's got, the, got a little scam going. He got a little scam going exactly, and and the ghosts always leave his his calling card everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the little babies flying around. The little babies flying around. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was fun. I, it was it was pretty funny. I, I I saw it a long time ago, so it was hard for me to remember um, the little details. Um, so I didn't know how it was going to end. Because it gets convoluted, man. There's a sh- lot of shit going on. Yeah. For like a little comedy fantasy horror movie, you're like, you look at the Wikipedia, it's like three paragraphs. You're like, God damn. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? A lot of movie? shit going down, huh? It's a lot of shit yeah. going down. Yeah, because uh, like it, like there's uh, these, uh, these murders that happen um, mm-hmm. back in the day. And then mm-hmm. like the girlfriend of one of the murderers is is highlighted at the beginning of the movie like you, you introduce her pretty quickly um and and laney pointed out something that that like in the opening scene of the movie you're seeing the special effects of the of the ghost um right away it, it, like it doesn't it, it doesn't wait you know it doesn't kind of drag it out and then right. it was somewhere in the middle of the movie is when you get all the special effects it's no like, it's just look, you com- computer graphics look what we can do mm-hmm, yeah uh, and, and, and it's yeah. right there right up front which is kind of cool um even one of the Lord of the Rings characters shows up in the movie. Oh, <laughs> at the restaurant? <laughs> in those rings. It looks, doesn't he look just like it? What at are those the called? Totally. Those Ten Kings, remember? The Grim Reaper looks just like oh, one of those guys. Oh, those guys. Remember? Yeah, they do kind of move the same, don't they? Yes. Yeah. The long cloak, the hoodie, <laughs> yeah. the face. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they totally yeah. look just like him. Totally. I was like, what the hell? I thought you were talking about the restaurant guy that was dressed up like a. You know, I can't like help knight. but wonder if if Peter Jackson, sort of, was channeling his own movie history with that with those characters, mm. and envisioned and said, you know what, I wrote this character before in the French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, it it was probably already written in Lord of the Rings, but it, yeah, you got the look. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it was, it, yeah it, was, it was interesting to see Michael fun. J. Fox in a different role like this. You know what I mean? I'm so used to seeing him in Back to the Future, Teen yeah, Wolf, yeah, you know, his other movies. So it seemed like this, like, you know what? It's cool tackling like a horror movie. And, and Peter Jackson has like that same kind of frantic kind of like um, Sam Raimi, Evil Dead style, mm-hmm. which is in your face. Like that one review said, it was just loud and noisy. <laughs> You know, I, I, mean, I guess to some people like that guy, it, it can be a turnoff. You know, sure. Uh, but if you've seen like Dead Alive and his other movies, you, you already get, you already know his style. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny to see him from this to like, you know, what he's doing now. It's pretty amazing. We got mic problems. What? We got mic problems. Oh, you, you can't hear me. Well, no, I can hear you just fine. All of a sudden, both of you just stopped. Oh, weird. Oh, no, I thought Tony was going to talk. <laughs> I was going to, and then I was like, eh. I'm too tired, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting exhausted. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's was the most to say, I guess, you know. I mean, it was, it's, a fun, it's a fun flick. It, it's on uh, for people that have cable. It's streaming on Encore. Yeah. That's how I saw I, it. I, so. I think I remember I chose this because someone said, this is more of a spiritual sequel to Ghostbusters. And, oh, and I would say, yeah, that, that, that's pretty accurate. I mean, it's yeah. got the, uh, the friendly ghosts, you know, the ones that he's using to con people yeah. with. So, you know, and it's, and it's got a lot of comedy driving it, um, mm-hmm. particularly with those ghosts. Um, but then it's got the, uh, the more serious, darker side to it to make it, you know, more of a injecting this, this, the, the horror side of things. Uh-huh. Um, correct. So to me, it seemed like it was, pretty well balanced half and half comedy and horror mm-hmm. um 
and uh, and it worked. Um, yeah. I was enjoying it. I mean, they, they sure. specifically say that it have ectoplasm, you know, remnants and shit. So I was like, yeah, yeah. that's totally a Ghostbusters word. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tad little long, though. It's like, man. Oh, does like, it run long? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of like, storylines, too. So it's like, um, it doesn't hurt it, but it's just like, like man, for some you know, you think it was for just modern kind of, films. You're kind of right. Yeah, I remember these movies. They were an hour and fifty minutes. Uh, yeah, we just got that short attention span. Yeah, Americans just makes do. Movies. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, those had that it's, cool it's, cover too for the DVD for Frighteners. Had, oh, like, that's that right. That's right. I remember the, the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because that again, the very beginning they show the ghost swimming through the walls, and then it would turn practical where like the bookshelf would fall over and table would get knocked over. But then there would be a CG ghost flying around again. But they did a good job of like mixing both up. This came out in 96. So, yeah, man, it was fun. I, I'd, I'd definitely buy it for a dollar. Well, shit, what year did the first... Um... I'd buy that for a dollar! Yeah, me too. I'd buy that for a dollar! What year did um, Lord of the Rings come out, the first one? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I feel like that didn't come out in well, like, a couple years later. I know. It's 2001. Ah, uh, yeah. So four years, five years afterwards. Oh, wow. Wow. So he probably used quite a bit of the special effects ideas and sort of just general. For sure. Yeah. So, so MCP, how was your weekend? <laughs> um, My weekend, this weekend was pretty chill. Um, I can't believe we didn't start off by saying happy birthday, too. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. I didn't even post that on on your IMDb because I can so give a quiet, shit. Man. You didn't post anything on his IMDb? No, I mean his IMDb, his Facebook. <laughs> Tony, you have an IMDb? Man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, MCP, happy birthday. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I just I just chilled. I didn't do shit. You didn't do something for your birthday? Are you 32 or 33? 34. Oh, shit. Damn. I, I thought you were younger than that. I thought you were a young Thundercat. No, he's getting up there. Jesus, <laughs> you didn't do nothing, huh? You, you didn't watch um, it. So for my uh, on Friday, Lane and I went up to um, San Luis Obispo and just mm-hmm. stayed up there for the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of grubbed. Didn't really do anything. Try tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's the only reason to go. Nice. Um, it's still good. But oh, oh yeah. And uh, yes. we actually had it. So we went up Friday. Um, we, we just lounged around Saturday and then on Sunday we went in, had tri-tip for lunch, bought 10 more sandwiches and brought them home and then had tri-tip for dinner with my family. Oh shit. <laughs> and it tasted even better after no the trip. Way. Like it like marinated in itself and it, and the, the meat, the tri-tip, um, dissolved, like melted in your mouth after just sitting in, a, in its own juices all for the, the whole drive. Wow. Like when we've ate it fresh. The yeah. flavor of the meat was more was stronger, but the meat wasn't as soft. Like it, it didn't just dissolve. Um, but after the trip, after bringing it home, it's like it was just just yeah, it just dissolved. It just oh, how funny! Was so like, everyone awesome. was a fan of it. Yeah, yeah, I did it last year, um, oh, okay. and everyone seemed to enjoy it. So I did it again. That's the nice. trick with try to marination. Got to marinate that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't overcook it. You can't overcook tri-tip. You fuck it up. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You that, that's your, that's you your that? cooking cooking trip. Because I'm a huge fan of tri-tip, too. In fact, we just got some tri-tip today at the grocery store. And, there you go. Uh, Look at that. How about that? you you yes. got to be careful. Tri-tip mm-hmm. cast. You can fuck Marination it up. Marination is the key. Remember yes. that. And undercooking. And yeah, definitely undercooked. Because, like, it was so under... It, it was undercooked enough to where it tasted great fresh. But then after the six hour ride home, we put it into, you know, wrapped it in towels and put it in a cooler and whatnot. Six hour ride? That's um, how far it like is? Five, about five hours, yeah. Mm. It was actually more closer to five hours. Okay. Um, there was still, like, y- y- there was less pink on the meat. So it actually kept cooking on the, tri- on the drive home. Like, like the, the, the strip of the, the tri-tip, it was maybe, you know, it had maybe like thirty percent pink on it. By the time I made it home, it was like still like fifteen percent pink on it. So it still kept cooking as it was as as it was uh, on its way home. I don't understand well, what you just said. Well, the the, the <laughs> thing about the thing about steak and the th- the thicker, I mean, the thing about any kind of meat for that matter, is the thicker it is when you pull it out of the oven, when you pull it out of whatever you're cooking it in. The meat is still hot enough to continue to cook. Right. It doesn't cook at the rate it was in the oven, but sure. it's going to continue to cook. And the thicker it is, and tri-tip is a thick cut, it, if you don't cut it, cut into it right away, it's going to continue to cook inside for 30 minutes. So you might pull tri-tip out, cut into it, and look at it, and you go, ooh, that's, that's, that's too rare. But by the time you put it back in and let it cook for another ten minutes, it's done, done. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta essentially pull it out before it's done if you're gonna let it sit. So right. there, it, it's tricky. It can be tricky. Mm-hmm. But it turned out right. It turned out it turned nice. Out well, so yeah. And then, um, so that was on Sunday. And then yesterday, my actual birthday, I just stayed home and got drunk by myself and played <laughs> video games all day. Nice. It didn't work at all. Nope. Did not work. Well, no, I did. I worked for maybe two, three hours at the most. I don't remember. I got drunk. But I I, I didn't code at all. It was all just like managerial level stuff, just assigning tasks and doing shit like that. So project level crap. What uh, what games were you playing? Anything fun? What were you drinking? I played um, Metro. Metro twenty thirty three, Metro. It was for free on <laughs> on in February or something like that. Ugh. It was one of those Xbox Gold Gold games with gold things. Um, so I got it for free. Oh no, no, I didn't get it for free. I got it for like for five bucks. I got Metro twenty thirty three and then Metro something light, Last Light. Hmm. That's just first person shooter. Zombie, Russian zombie game. That was fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, yeah, I was drunk. I barely remember it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. What'd you yeah. get though? Did you get anything? Um, what did I get? Uh, my sister got me an engraver. Oh. Um, yeah. So I was able to fix up my leather wristband, and then my brothers got me a. A uh, torque wrench, and oh, I don't remember what the other. The hell do you need a torque wrench for? 
I swear my brother's... <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to be offensive or like, but what the fuck do you... You don't work on any cars or nothing? Nope. <laughs> the, the only reason he got it for me is because one time I worked on my bike. Oh, yeah. my God. And I needed, and I needed a torque wrench. You needed a torque wrench, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, well, what, what did you torque p- down, by the way? Like what, the handlebars? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I no, I I just took my bike apart, just to take it apart. So I, me working on it, I wasn't fixing anything. I was just kind of taking it apart just to see what see what made things tick. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Good. But you, the there's the the torque wrench is a tight knit. There's a different bar to to loosen it. A big long a, a long socketed bar. Can't remember what the special name of it is. Like a breaker bar. A breaker bar. Oh, okay. They got me a breaker bar and a torque wrench. Nice. Yeah. So I got, so well, I got you can use a breaker bar to tighten stuff. What the fuck? You need sure. a breaker Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I need it in case of a zombie apocalypse. There I you go. I could dual oh, wheel that shit. Big, heavy. Yep. Yeah, they ain't no joke. Well, yeah. usually torque wrenches are pretty big, too. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll dual wheel that shit. Those are must have for, for toolies, for people who like tools. Toolies, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I'm happy to have gotten Please them. I'm just or, like, yeah, no, great part. <laughs> I have no reason to use them. But see, my, my brother just got a truck. And so uh, I'm like, Oh, that's right. Get... Didn't your dad buy him a truck if he yeah. would stay working for him or some yep. shit? <laughs> Go for you big dummy. Work for me. I'll give you a truck. So, uh, <laughs> yep. so I imagine um, he's going to be borrowing those those tools. And I see. Soon. That's why I gave it to you. That's exactly yep. it. They'll borrow them. They won't give them back. And you'll forget about them. Yep. Oh, I'll, I'll remember. Are they uh, are they three eighths inch drives? They yes, okay. they're three eighths inch. Yeah, that's good. Now, do you have any sockets for the breaker bar? <laughs> I got one. I got I got like two one. sockets. <laughs> Socket to me, baby. That's you... Yeah, uh, dude's got a breaker bar. In it. Gonna wait till the next birthday to get the sockets. I think I got a. I, I think I I went out and I went out to the swap meet and bought like a. 28 millimeter cheap oh for like the axle or something yeah 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 that's funny yeah 28 mil that's huge mm-hmm. that's useless for all but the <laughs> biggest of except bolts. The one it's yeah it's an <laughs> axle bolt yeah so but yeah so that was that was my birthday my yeah, parents cool. yeah they gave me a gift card and but you know what it was disappointing like i was like i know i'm old when my parents get me a nice birthday card like, oh yeah, it doesn't make fun of me anymore. It's doesn't just have, like balloons we love and shit you. on it. We're like, we're really proud of you. Yeah, and I'm we just like, happier who you are. Fuck today. this shit. Like, oh, fuck, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, yep, finally, it finally happened. Because oh. <laughs> normally they give me something funny, and yeah. then they write all the sentimental shit uh-huh. in handwriting. But now the whole thing was just a prepackaged nice message from my parents. Like, I was like, sister, you better make up for it. And she, she, she did. She got me something with a squirrel and two nuts. Like, <laughs> the, the squirrel would give his left nut for uh, my birthday or something like that. Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, Steve <and> Jobs. <laughs> yeah. I give him my Steve just for you, girl. Yeah. But yeah, this morning was rough because I, uh-huh. I drank all day yesterday and then I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and mm-hmm. started working. So it's been a rough day today. Oh, man. Well, we won't keep you much further unless Harley's yeah, got... Uh, so how are you guys doing? 
was your weekend? Well, I went. I went to Arizona. Um, oh. oh, it's crazy. Yeah. My both my grandparents in the hospital. My oh, dad's oh. I, my, my dad's grand my dad's dad and my his, and his mom um in the same hospital. I got the same what? like. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, how old? Well, that's convenient. Yeah, I know it's kind of convenient. They're in the, they're just in the same you know, different floors, but they're in the same hospital. It's crazy. They're staying with my aunt that lives in Phoenix, and um, and uh, um, a couple of weeks back, my grandpa had like a blood clot in his brain, and then they they got it out just in time and did surgery, and he was fine. Then weeks later, he got sick. He got like uh, got pneumonia, and then he's having a hard time breathing because they got some kind of I think it's called coronavirus. It's like it's in the respiratory. And when you're older, it's just harder to fight it off, you know. So when I went there, he's wearing a mask to help him breathe. Hasn't eaten like days. Um, uh, they were talking about maybe getting a kind of specialist to, to talk, see if he can get like a food tube in his in his stomach to start eating. But I don't think he, I don't think he wants. I don't, I don't. So I don't know how much longer he has. Yeah, that's, so. that's what all people do. They just stop eating. It's, yeah, it's just uh, it sucks because like you can go over them and talk to him. Like he he's got the mask, but like it's hard for him to talk for a lot, you know, because. Um, sorry for him to breathe, but it's like, it's weird. You can't just like pull a plug because he's still with it. He's still alive, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. It's really weird. It's like this well, weird. He, he must be in his like 80s or 90s. He's 85. Yeah. It, 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 it happens all too often. And without going too far, obviously, um, there's a lot of old people out there who are totally with it psychologically and they can talk to you and they're smart and they got amazing stories to tell and they obviously have been around for a long fucking time and maybe they're immigrants or maybe they fucking are veterans or or maybe they just got some fascinating fucking stories to tell but their body is failing yes you know some people their brain goes and their body's fine right you know pops pops died of cancer his brain was good up until he got uh, up until the last six months, basically, and right. his the rest of his body was fine. He was strong. He was healthy, um, you know. And then you get a lot of people that once they start getting in their eighties and nineties, it's like I can't get around. But fuck, give me a tape recorder because I'll fucking tell you some stories. So yeah, yeah it's 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 tough because you're like, man, I, you know, you want these people around to to to. Well, sort I've just of, been very fortunate. Like they've been there my whole life. I'm like thirty seven, yeah. right, or thirty eight. I forget how old I am. Um, <laughs> But like, I think you're 37 because I'm 36 and you're only a year older than me. Okay, so I'm 37. <laughs> Make that shit down, man. Fucking <laughs> I know I do. Too. <laughs> um, but no, it's just um, yeah, it's like you said, it's just like his lungs are like at 12 percent, and that like I said, the machine's helping him breathe. It's like you know, you take that off, and he he he, he won't last longer. So it's like, but how long does he want to you know go like that, or how long is he going to do that? It's just it's just tough because I've been fortunate, like all my life they've been they've been in my life, and um, I've. I had tons of friends, or you know, that have said, "Oh, they had my grandpa die when I was in sixth grade or fifth grade, or like they they just haven't been around." You know, I've been fortunate they had great grandkids. You know what I mean? Like I like I think about my you know his son, his my dad was there, was there, my kids were there. It's like you know what I mean? It's he's got they got tons of great great grandkids, crazy. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of that that you know that kind of sucked. So we had to. We had to go on a road trip. I mean, I could have just went with myself, but it's like, you know what? Like, Amy should go and just, I, I just had to go to see him. Like, I called out sick on Saturday and just to go and just to, just to see him if that was the last time I'm going to see him, you know, want to say goodbye. So that was tough. And then my grandma's doing a little bit better, but she's kind of got the same thing. And at least she's, she doesn't have, she just has, she's been wearing the, that, like the oxygen tank to carry around to, just to help breathe. You know what I mean? 
she she's at at for a while. So I just think she she gets she gets freaked out and nervous, and because she's trying to find out where you know her is, you know. So she stresses about that and raises her high blood pressure, and it's just it's just a bummer. I didn't, I, I don't want to bring us down, but so that's what I did. So we went down there. It was pretty damn hot, um, but it's just interesting to see how the kids would do on the venture. But my goodness, man, that iPad crew is playing on it for like almost a whole trip like it's it's incredible like if i had a psp or game gear my shit would have died in two hours mm-hmm. that fucking thing was lasting the whole entire time i was like the boys had those for a while oh the batteries they, just they, ran lasted yeah yeah they, 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 they took like two hour naps so that helped out um but um yeah it's cool to see some family crew seeing his well, that's, that's the longest run for the boys right yeah Easily, a, yeah. So they did. How they do? They did all right. I mean, Reagan at one point was like, "I don't want to see my chair anymore. I want to get out. I want to get out." So, <laughs> um, you know, they didn't. They didn't. They you know, they didn't have to go to the bathroom. And and, how long is the drive? Uh, six hours. That's a that's a hell of a run, yo. Yeah, that's awesome that they. T- I mean, I, I for me, obviously having kids and 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 you know lived with them through fucking road trips, and I mean, all of them went through periods where. You were just like, fuck you, kid. Like, if I could leave you right now at this rest stop, I would. But, uh, <laughs> so that's awesome that they, yeah. you have to uh, make yeah, the like, trip up here. We had to do a couple pit stops here and there, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. And then, uh, I go, I want this, I want that. Like, all right, you know, but want to, want to get me, want to get back. And, uh, I had the lovely voice of Morgan Freeman navigating for me. Oh, you this, did that. Yeah. At the app, and it's kind of interesting because they got like other users. You see users on the road with their little icons. And like, oh, you do? Yeah. It's just. It's way- 400 meters. Turn yeah. left. <laughs> this one is just a calming voice of, you know, it's like, um, uh, police present available, you know, or it's like, a clear and present danger around. It's, it's, it's promoting that London has fallen. So, uh, so being able to try to figure out how many words he actually says, you know, he's like, turn left here, turn right here, you know. You're gonna you turn a U-turn, so um, yeah, I probably got paid big buku bucks for yeah, that. Well, Schwarzenegger did it too, I think. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, see, I'd love to have Arnold. See, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know I, if I'd want Arnold. His accent's still so goddamn thick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool. If you, okay, so if you could have anybody, then who who would you whose voice would you have? <sighs> yeah, like Scarlet from uh, what was that movie? Oh she her? Yeah, her. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's a good one. Um powerful voice. Yeah, I mean uh well I'm Liam Neeson. You have Liam Neeson. Oh, there, you there you go. I'm guessing Tony would have Jarvis. And then we're gonna eat him. <laughs> oh yeah. You're fucking great for today. I love it. <laughs> I told you to turn here, left. I told you to turn around. <laughs> Remember that movie we were talking? I think it's Taken Three or some shit. Oh yeah, the movie with the fifteen cuts, cuts and jump over the fence. It was playing in the uh, on the on the airport. Oh, what? And uh, I saw a Tony. I'm sorry, you got all something right. going on? <laughs> I was trying to find motorcycle. <laughs> Just kidding. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's hit the road. Yes. <laughs> How cool is that? How cool is that? You totally understood that. So he does have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks is like it on it, an app or is it like? It's on Waze apparently. Oh shit! I have Waze. I didn't know he was on there. Fuck. 
I'll switch the title right now. <laughs> oh, it was a promotional thing. For a movie, for Terminator. Yeah, so it may not be around. Genesis, yeah. damn it. See, that's how this one is, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cool. Like, it, you can, like, you can put, like, a hazard, like, you hit an icon of a hazard and right at the street where it's at. So then when I'm driving ahead, it's like, uh, uh, void a hazard in the middle of the street. And you give a thumbs up for someone, you know, telling you about that. It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of cool. But uh, so let's get to the big button. Come on, Harley. How, how was your trip? Come on, tell us everything. Oh, uh, you don't want to hear everything. Stuff. You don't want to hear everything. Just I just want to hear how you got kicked out of a country for being racist. Back no, 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 yes, no, no, yes, no. No, you know what? This we all know how much I hate black people. Is you could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, ironically, I think Chris hates Italians now. No, <laughs> um, no it, it's an interesting. Um, it's it's a different country, and it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> write that down. Country. Write this down, you know kids. It's Come a on, different. It don't bullshit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing first, uh, the it's flight true. international flying sucks. Um, uh, what, what did we have? What, what name did we come up with for for it sucks Trump? Steve Jobs. Steve, it sucks. Trumbo, Steve Jobs, the whole thing. Yes. It sucks. <laughs> Especially if you're tall, because the seats in these big planes, like there's literally, I think I like eyeballed it. It's less than a foot from the front of your seat to the back of the next chair. And that's if the person in front of you's chair is in the full and upright position, which nobody's seat is in the full and upright position. So when you, when I'm sitting, a, I can't keep my legs in front of me, okay? I literally have to like fold them off to the side or split them. And so what I did most of the time was I had one leg stretched out into the aisle, which is a problem in and of itself when people are trying to walk by. Uh-huh. And But what happens is the armrest for the aisle doesn't go up. Uh. So in order for me to stick my leg out in the aisle, I have to ram it. <laughs> I have to ram it against the the steel armrest, which oh. hurts. It leaves like a bruise on my leg. <laughs> and then my right leg actually has to go in the floor or the, the leg space of the person sitting next to me, which is good if I have a partner, but not good if I don't have a partner to my right. Luckily, I always had Chris sitting next to me so I could always put my foot. So I'm literally like my legs are kind of straight, but they're in one's in the aisle and one's in the seat next to me. So I'm like, I'm like spread eagle kind of thing. But what sucks is that the chair in front of, you know, okay. So you know how like when you're watching a movie on your phone, you kind of hold it up close to your face, you know, within, (laughs) you know, 16 inches because it's small. Well, they had 10-inch tablets, and motherfucker, those things seemed like 35-foot TVs because <laughs> it's so goddamn close to your face when you're watching the movie. I had to turn my head from left to right to see one end of the tablet to the next because the fucking seat is so goddamn close to me. It is torturous because they got to make money. So they just put those chairs as close as they can. So – I'm telling you, man, if you're going to fly cross-country, spend money and do, like, first class or at least, like, business or or because the seating in regular coach 
which they call economy now, <laughs> is torturous. The flight, and then on top of it, so the flight takes it was, it's it's between eleven and thirteen hours to Italy. So the first um, when we flew there, we flew to Germany oh. from San Francisco. Yeah, what's what you got here, Tony? Tony, anything good? Tony's looking up. Yeah. So oh yeah, it's that's first class. Where you get to seat, where you get to lay down. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. Like that's the way to do it. You. Oh shit! That's how the plane. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's first. Cl- so first class oh has God. chairs that will recline to to a bed. Now do <sighs> economy class. Economy. Oh God! Fuck! Look at that. Hey. So this is a pretty good representation. So how's the Ferrari Museum? Ferrari Museum was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know me, big gearhead. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that was cool. How's uh, food? Uh, the food was interesting. Um, I'm a huge fan of flavor these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the food there had a lot of flavor. They're big on cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, they're big on like meats, like cold cuts, like salami and stuff. I think a lot of it's just because it doesn't go bad. It, it holds up well. We didn't eat a lot of like fresh fruits and vegetables. They didn't have a lot of that. Um, but they had a lot like a lot of like meats and cheeses. Um, but all the food had a lot of flavor, which was really good. I was really happy about that. Um, Neither neither me or Chris are like foodies, so we don't we weren't like obsessed with eating at like the best restaurants or anything like right. that. So um we we kinda played it cool. We ate a lot of, we we go to like little markets, mm-hmm. uh, like little grocery stores and stuff like that and and um Did you just and, assume everyone spoke English? Well, ironically in the major cities like Rome, mm-hmm. uh they did actually speak pretty good English. It's a Latin language, it's very similar to Spanish. So like like you, you guys you guys yeah well because I hate Spanish I hate Mexicans <laughs> I hate all that shit so um, <laughs> um, you guys would actually do quite well if you just spoke Spanish because the 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 languages are so close um, I would say American English is is farther from all the other European languages maybe Germans a little but like Spanish Italian French. Uh, really have a lot of overlap so um driving was interesting mm-hmm. um it reminded me of the days of taxis in tijuana <laughs> like really crazy aggressive oh, yeah like passing on the shoulder honking horns flashlights <laughs> like or flashing your brights like really <laughs> really intense drivers and Chris has got some anxiety behind the wheel and driving like in cars and 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 I'm kind of like oh that's cool like yeah like and she's just like super fr- stressed out and um so it was tough the 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 transportation um was 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 tough we we did a lot of like uh, taxis and um uh, we did some subway subway um Thing. We took a train from 
from Rome to Modena. Modena is like kind of on the north end of, of London. It was or London of uh, Italy. It's about four hours uh, north of Rome. Rome's kind of in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And um, when we first got there, we stayed in Rome for kind of two days, three nights, two days. Because we got into Rome like at ten o'clock at night, so we just and we were up twenty four hours straight that that day. Um, the days that you travel, you're up for twenty four plus hours straight, mm. unless you can sleep on the plane, which there's no way in hell. Here's a really good picture of what Coach is like. I brought my Chromebook so we could watch movies on it, and I couldn't use it because really? because look at that picture. Oh my gosh! No way! Yeah, yeah, that's can't the way. Can't even open his laptop. Can't. It's He's got the table down, but he can't. The guy's leaning can. back. No, that. See how close the back seat is to his head. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That and be, sit in there for thirteen hours. Fuck all that. Nope, I can barely stand this show. <laughs> yeah, it is torture. Mm. So, um. So anyway, so yeah, the um, so we, we stayed in Rome. Rome's awesome. If you're familiar with any of the history of ancient Rome, we went to the Colosseum, we went to the Pantheon, we went to all the historical, you know, thousand, two thousand year old buildings, and and then, but then obviously Rome also has. Um, so Rome is interesting because it has the Roman Empire, which was. A huge, elaborate city-state well before Jesus, right? In fact, the Romans are the ones who crucified Jesus. But then the Romans are the central hub of Christianity because they're the ones who officially take on Christianity 200 years later, or whatever it is, after, after Christ's death. So what do they have? The fucking Vatican. And the Vatican is the central church for the largest church in the world in fact if you're familiar with like zeitgeist which is a movie that or not zeitgeist what what movie was it talks about the catholic church is the richest most powerful organization in the world fuck you google fuck you microsoft fuck you american government the catholic church owns more real estate has more money than any other organization in the world it's amazing. And you can tour the Vatican. Huh. You can literally buy a ticket for like 15 euros, which is like $17, and walk from one room to the next. They have like six separate museums in the Vatican, covering from the original Roman Empire to early like Egyptian pyramids. They had like tombs and Egyptian pharaohs uh, in, in, in the goddamn Vatican to obviously the enormous history of Christianity throughout the Middle Ages. And it is a historian's wet dream, the Vatican. We were there for several hours, and it was towards the end of our day, and we were exhausted. So we kind of walked through a lot of the museums when this is like educational level shit. I mean, just these gigantic paintings, the art stuff that's stored there is insane all this stuff is is was was you know drawn 
fucking, you know, 1500 years ago or a thousand years ago or 500 years ago. And it's all the original art just hanging on the walls. And a lot of it's, you know, behind cases and protected. But, um, you know, obviously you have to go through a lot of security to get in. There's, there's guards everywhere. But it's so, it was so amazing. You could spend a week in the Vatican just doing all the different museums in the Vatican and walking and just going along all these places. It's, it was amazing. The Vatican is, was by far the most amazing part of the trip, um, that I would go back to in a heartbeat. The Coliseum is amazing. We've seen movies like Gladiator and, and, and about the Coliseum and the Coliseum is, is huge and it's really, really, really old. You know, they started building it pre BC, like fucking 50 BC or something like that. Um, the amazing stories. It's one of those things where real life is more entertaining than fiction. The the real life, true history of the Colosseum is is simply amazing. And there's so much of Roman history that is preserved around an otherwise incredibly bustling downtown. It'd be like a section of the Wall of China in downtown New York. Like just this insane historical monuments in the middle of a huge millions of people walking around going from work to work to job just doing their thing. Obviously, tourism is a huge part of Rome, but it's also the capital of Italy. So, I mean, imagine – I mean, it's you know, it's, it's almost like a Washington, D.C. kind of thing where the – earliest history is here in this city but it's also the capital so it's like business as usual for politicians and shit like that except for italy's rome is 2000 years old and america is 150 years old so you know do the math in regards to the historical artifacts and stuff like that see so, a lot of pictures i took a thousand and some i took over <laughs> a thousand pictures yeah. yeah yeah i clicked off quite a few so um we haven't even gone through them yet uh, yeah. we literally just got in so um yeah, we took a train up to Modena, which is like modern Italy, you know, Ferraris and shit like that, which is really cool. The history of Ferrari, um, you know, um, Enzo Ferrari was a race car driver himself before he started building cars in the 50s. So amazing history there. Um, obviously, the car company now builds the baddest ass fucking sports cars and race cars known to man. Um, their presence in Formula One is so much that the, 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 um, the museums are also centric of regarding Formula One and sort of the history of Formula One, which for gearhead like me is fucking wet dream because it's just like like I walked into one room and there's like ten Ferrari Formula One cars lined up and it's like the real Formula One car. It's not like the Batmobile and Universal Studios like some fake fucking shell shit. It's the actual fucking Formula One car, carbon fiber and all, which is fucking amazing. Um, all I wanted to do was touch everything. Uh, and Chris kept looking at me like, don't even think about fucking touching that, you know. <laughs> you're like, so what? Like, you're sitting in the cockpit, you like driver's seat? Pretending you're driving. He's like, get out of there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't fit. They're, the cockpits yeah. of a Formula One car is smaller than their fucking coach seating. Um, and then uh, after that, we went back to Rome and then we got in a car and we drove down to Amalfi Coast, which is probably the most beautiful coastline i've ever seen in my life and it's it's basically like cliff like we literally were at at, at sea level and within a half an hour we were at like 2000 feet above sea level 
the road is that like Google driving Amalfi Coast. The roads, it's the same crazy ass Italian drivers, except for they're all in really small, like smart cars and shit. And it's this really super, super windy road. Like imagine the windiest road you've ever driven. Like you're just driving in first gear, like five miles an hour, 10 miles an hour, just total cutbacks where the road just kind of U-turns up, up and up and up and up and up all along. And then you have, and then the road is basically a lane and a half. It's just dangerous roads. <laughs> it's the craziest, most stressful driving I've ever Strange seen. Strange what it's like to drive on the narrow, wide roads along the coast of Amalfi. Yeah. It's insane. Driving. It's actually just like, yeah, Google video, do some shit. Like, but it's right worth now. it because it's the most beautiful. Like, it's, it's really, it, it'd be like, I'm trying to think of like a really like sort of tourist. You know, maybe like an Acapulco or somewhere in Mexico, you know, where it's like everything is just hotels and tourism. Mm -hmm. But the city wasn't built around tourism. So it's all just a bunch of like quaint little houses and, and the people are really friendly for the most part. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of the people that have to do or deal with tourists every day are sort of like kind of, kind of indifferent. That's what I kept saying. It felt like Italians Less were number kind two, of – The concept of strip does not exist on these roads. No. <laughs> there's there's no there's no law. There's no – it's the Wild West. Everywhere in Italy is the Wild West when it comes to driving. People don't stop at stop signs. They don't even slow down. There's no <laughs> right of way. Um, there's no courtesy. You literally drive as fast as you want, as aggressive as you want. You tailgate. You push people out of the way. I mean – they're, they, from a driving standpoint, the next step would be to literally be hitting each other on purpose. Like they get right up in each other's, like right up on each other. Um, they, they pass each other. There's not a lot of road rage. Like if you, you know, if you do something stupid, like cut somebody off in LA, you get a lot of like fuck you and screaming and, you know, p people picking up cell phones and pointing at them like they're going to call somebody. Um, Little inside joke for Fonzo and I. Bus is share the road wall, sort of. Oh fuck! Yeah. This car had to stop because the bus. Holy yeah. shit! Tourist buses on that shit. Yeah, so we were he, there. He's he had to stop and let three cars go past him now, so he can go. People walk in the road. Cars drive on the sidewalks. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no sidewalks. You um, <laughs> you just walk along the road. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's insane. The, yeah. So the, right now there's a big ass bus coming. The guy's like, "All right, I got to stop right here because there's no way I'm gonna fit." And the yep. bus guy flashed him. Yep. So now he's gonna go. Damn. That's everyday business as usual. And the thing is, we went on average March. day. The clouds will roll across the mountain roads. <laughs> yeah, and then it gets foggy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. So all all of Italy is crazy. Like we were on on a pay road, which is like basically the central freeway that goes through central Italy, and the speed limit's eighty miles an hour. But nobody gives a shit about that. They go as fast as they want. But here's the catch: you'll have people going eighty five miles an hour, and then you'll have grandma and grandpa going fifty. Oh! So you have this huge crazy disparity. <laughs> Parking on the side of the road is an art form. Oh Watch yeah. Watch your side mirrors. <laughs> yep. You have to fold your side mirrors in. Wow. Yeah. And there's no parking signs everywhere and nobody abides by them. They yeah. just park everywhere and anywhere. You'll but come around right. a once, turn. Once you get there, it does look awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. The town of Amalfi, you look at it, you're like, oh, man, look at that place. I would have liked to have stayed a couple more days there mm. and just sort of like soaking the rays and stuff All like that. All these fucking Vespas now. Yeah, a lot of scooters, a lot of fucking motorcyclists with death death wishes. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling Chris, like this would be a really fun drive car or motorcycle if nobody was nobody else was on the road. Because right. it's the roads are relatively in good condition, and it's a beautiful you know, it's just these super windy roads. But there's so much traffic, pedestrian and cars, mm-hmm. and the problem is. The drivers in Italy are fucking nuts. They're just really, really aggressive. Lesson number eight: make time for a cafe perfetto and make it a double. Yeah, it's yeah, it was yeah. We drank a lot on the trip because <laughs> booze is cheap. Like I don't, I think it's not taxed as much because we were buying like nice bottles of whiskey for like twelve dollars and shit like that. Like, yeah, booze was really cheap there, so. Uh, yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, I'm really glad we did it. The, again, the traveling is torturous. Do oh. not fucking do not underestimate how torturous you could you can be for 13 hours. The having the movies helped a lot, right? But you know, read, bring a book. You got to get up and walk around a lot. You know, get up, drink a lot of water. People dehydrate themselves on planes, and they and they can get like blood clots, and they can get all kinds of weird. Um, we had that we had that moment where a stewardess got on the on the the speaker and said, "Is there any doctors on the plane?" And and like I don't know, it was like fifteen seats over. A woman raised her hand because a dude was having like a migraine, like meltdown, um, like four hours into a flight. And you, it's not like a car. It's not like hey, let's just stop and I'm going to get out and right. go for a walk yeah. and take a rest. No, hey, you're metal tin can. Yeah, you're yeah, going exactly. Over. It's 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 miserable. So, uh, and it's you know there's standing room only when it's the bathroom and. And stuff like that. So it's not like you can get out. You can walk up and down the aisles, but you don't because people's shit is in the aisle and your feet. And you don't want to, you know, it's so weird and compact. So you basically like just kind of stand around by bathrooms and or where the, 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 um, the, the, what are the, the people that help bring you food? Should I just set it to the, the, Stewardess. The stewardess, thank you. The, where the stewardess work, you could, the stewardesses are cool about it. Like both, both flights there and back, the stewardess is really nice and really helpful. And, you know, you can just add, like, um, the booze is free on international flights. So, you know, they come like three or four times and you just get Roman Cokes or whiskey. And, um, the trick would be if you could sleep. Mm. If you could sleep some of the trip, if you could you break think it. You up, take some sleep aid? I, I could, I couldn't. I took a, a Vicodin, not a Vicodin, like an Ativan. It's like an anti anxiety pill. Um, and it didn't work. It didn't do shit for me. Cause I wasn't like stressed out. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people who like stresses out on planes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not like, I don't have this fear. Like we watched flight the week before. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> you know, alive too, I read it or the gray. Yeah. Well, well, we did. We watched the gray. <laughs> Remember the week before. Jesus Christ. So I think I picked it. Um, yeah. and then I think we were talking about, um, uh, one of the uh, uh, destin- final destination movies. Uh, the, the, <laughs> um, so I don't I don't suffer from anxiety on the plane. It's just the well. And Chris was really insightful. She said the psychology. 
it's a psychological stress being on the plane. And she's right because it's kind of the psychology of – it's like imagine being in your car, right? But it's not as comfortable as your car. And you know you're going to be in your car for 13 hours. And the only way you can pee is if you crawl through the back seats and there's a little porta potty in the back in the trunk. But you're stuck in the car and you don't even stop for gas. You literally just drive for fucking 13 hours in a seat that's not as comfortable. Like you're in your passenger seat with it all the way forward <laughs> in the most upright <laughs> position. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I mean it's I cannot emphasize how miserable international flying is if you're poor. Um Yeah, it it absolutely sucks. I mean I was like trying to sit on the floor and shit like that. Wow. I mean, you know, walking around in sand or or my socks and, and you know, it's 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 absolutely miserable. But um and Italy was a trip. It's everything is different. Everything. The food, the the you know the way you get around the people um so it's really a culture shock um you know the major tourist cities you know there's a a lot of signage in english Uh, it's it's not difficult to get around the language barrier wasn't a issue getting around um so much you know like you can ask for directions um we had to get gas and the gas pumps are all really different and they have they don't have multiple grades of gas they have multiple grades of diesel mm-hmm. and in fact if you're old enough you remember when america had leaded and unleaded gas well they have leaded and unleaded diesel but only one grade of gas and gas or Gasoline is called petrol, and diesel is called like something, some weird off the chain. So you pull up to a gas station and you don't know what's what. You know what I mean? And so you have to get like an attendant, and you're like, and you know what what kind of car you're driving it, whether it's a diesel or gasoline. But you don't know which pump to use, and the colors are all different in America. The diesel pump is green, and in Europe, the diesel pump was like yellow and blue or some shit like it's it's yeah yeah, it's scary and um so um and the road you know all the the the, again there there's 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 different laws on the road but then nobody abides by the laws except for you so tourists stick out like a sore thumb because they're the only ones who drive to the letter of the law because they got speed cameras all over the place and um like if you're a tourist, the the country will bill the rental car agency and then the rental car agency will bill you. Except for they don't bill you. They just charge your credit card and then send you a receipt in the mail. Now, here's the catch is the Italian government has a year to write you the ticket and they routinely take that long. Oh, wow. So tourists will oftentimes get a credit card receipt in the mail nine months after their trip because they ran a traffic light oh. or they, they sped in the wrong way. Or there's like there's areas in central cities like Rome where you're not allowed to drive unless you're a local. 
And so your license plate will be like marked as such, you know, it's like a toll road or something like that where, you know, and so you, there's a lot of areas you can't drive, but the signs are really small and unmarked and shit. So like you got to be careful or your trip is going to be expensive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh So um, we did it on the budget. I think for both of us, we ended up spending like $2,000. She used her money. She used her miles to fly us out there. And, um, um, the cost of like food and, and all that stuff was not expensive. Like you go to like little grocery stores and bottled water is a dollar or euro basically. And the euro and dollar is really, really close. And, um, you know, we go to restaurants and, uh, you know, a, a plate of pasta was eight bucks or nine bucks. And, and so, um, the cost of food wasn't incredibly expensive. I'm sure if you go to like really expensive restaurants, it is, right. but we, you know, we, we went cheap. Um, and then, um, the hotels were like 75 euros or 65 euros and, wow. and, you know, they have all the creature comforts of that. Here's one last thing. There must be a legal law that every bathroom, no matter how shitty the hotel, cause we stayed in some shitty, we stayed in like five different hotels. Um, there was one hotel we stayed at three nights in a row and mm-hmm. from then on we stayed at a different hotel every single night because we were doing so much traveling from one city to the next so we'd have to stay in different hotels and we stayed in some shitty ass hotels oh, every man. single one of them had a bidet <laughs> sometimes the bidet was in the shower stall oh. sometimes the bidet was right next to the toilet sometimes the bidet was on the other side of the bathroom the bidets are in weird places and they're fucking useless it's literally like a kitchen sink and like we were reading like directions one of the ways to use a bidet like majority of the bidets that we saw it's like a kitchen like a kitchen faucet in a basic basically a toilet seat you're supposed to cup the water with your hand and like splash it on your ass (laughs) and then wipe it with paper towels but <laughs> I, i'm sure you all know like if you get toilet paper wet you know, it's I use like three seashells. yeah yeah exactly it's useless the bidets oh. are fucking useless i kind of tried to use one but i almost <laughs> fell down it was like it was like billy madison peeing in the urinal yeah yeah there's no urinals anywhere nowhere there's not oh. a urinal not a male urinal there's a lot of unisex bathrooms a lot of bathrooms where it's for men and women and you just got to wait in line because there's no urinals anywhere. It's just toilets. Um, uh, but the bidets are fucking useless. I tried to use one. I tried to use a couple. I tried to use a different style. You can sit down facing forward. You can sit down facing backwards. Um, uh, yeah, it was funny. Chris had to go pee and I had to go pee. So I peed in the bidet while she peed on the toilet. It was like at 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And um, and that, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, um, jet lag is no fucking joke. When you travel and the time the time gap from from Rome to to the West Coast is thirteen hours or twelve hours difference. Or no, excuse me, it's like eight. But between a thirteen hour flight and an eight hour time change, your fucking clock goes wacky, wacky. <laughs> We woke up routinely at two o'clock in the morning after going to bed like at seven. 
like literally being exhausted at seven or eight o'clock at night and then waking up like at two o'clock in the morning and being up for like three hours and then like at six o'clock being tired until we drank a fuck ton of cappuccinos and then we were up for the day until six uh-huh. o'clock in which case we hit a wall so um yeah jet lag's no joke but uh the funny we wake up at two o'clock in the morning we both have to pee so i routinely will piss in the sink if i have to um here at the home and then just you know splash water around because you know i'm a man that's how we do and i'm tall enough uh, but this time i i peed in the in the bidet and bidets are really low i don't know why they're they're like you know like 12 inches off the ground or some shit even though you're supposed to sit on them like a toilet that's weird. and then i turned on the water to to rinse the bidet out but the water pressure was so high and it was like a spray nozzle. Oh. So it splashed water like over the entire bathroom and got both me and Chris like sprayed us with oh. urine water. And uh-uh. <laughs> so, that was kind of funny. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, the trip was amazing. Uh, you know, you don't don't do it unless you're going to spend at least – you know, you don't fly to Europe for three days. Right. You know, we we see in the movies, it's like, you know, right, oh, we're, we're at two thirty mark right now. I'm going to cut this off. What are you talking about? It's twelve forty. Yeah, two hours and three minutes. We've been oh, on. we're running the podcast long. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, no, it was good. And, right uh, I'll tell some, some more stories as the week. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, Bad Boys podcast, random right, around all these movies. And we didn't. You want to pick movies or homework? You want to do that later? Uh, yeah. Because I don't know if you have anything. Uh, I do. Oh, you do? What was? I it? think Tony's probably asleep. Tony, what do you got? I think Tony's yeah. probably Tony's Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I got the homework. I was going to pick the voices. Oh no! Did you watch that? No, Tony did. I did. With Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's right. God yeah. damn it! He saw it. How about the Odd Couple from 1968? Oh, Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau. We had said Tony because he won't know. Yeah, he won't know. Yeah. And then another one I was thinking of picking uh, Kill the Messenger, but I don't think we're going to watch. Nobody's going to want to watch that. Jeremy Renner, it's another like real life drama regarding the. Yeah, what else did I have? Uh, uh, yeah, I think that was it. Uh, we'll figure it there's, out later. There's a couple movies that I can pick. <clears throat> oh, there's some. Some uh, um, Colin Farrell movie called The Lobster. <laughs> well, it's just some weird, like, comedy, drama, romance movie. So, yeah. But it, I was thinking about picking that. So. All right. All right. Random, All right. Random. Got it. <laughs> Later. Peace.